If you travel, you know how to really go off the grid. Like no cell service in your room, off the grid. You know which remote retreats have the best herbal baths, sound baths, and ice baths. Because when you set up your out-of-office, you mean it. Because when you're the escape artist, vacation is all about resting, meditating, drinking water, and minding your own businessing. The Delta Sky Miles Platinum American Express card. If you travel, you know. Learn more at go.amex slash you know. When you're constantly on the move, it's not just pits that break a sweat. From your armpits to your thighs and everywhere in between, new whole body deodorant cream and sticks from Shea Moisture are your secret weapon to staying fresh and confident all day long. Made from melanin-rich skin and packed with plant-based goodness, embrace a new era of freshness with whole body and stick deodorants from Shea Moisture. Find them at your nearest Walmart and walmart.com. And when you do, your whole body's covered. Welcome to the friends. Every time I'm in the zone. My name is Dustin. I'm Francesca, also known as Hey Friend Hey. My name is Asante. This is the friend zone. Nah, I'm not gonna take up too much of your damn time, okay? Why does that remind me of Kia? Cause listen, cause she she is of wisdom, <laughs> just like the one and only ASAP Young Durnese Pace that just got finished singing that beautiful message to leave it alone, leave it alone. Come on, Ryan. Okay. Sometimes you gotta leave it alone. And what I've found most um enriching out of what she offered to us when she when she said god can handle it better than you can the hashtag <laughs> this week is better than you can now everybody has their own belief systems we respect everybody around here this is a group hug podcast so what i want y'all to do is whatever it is that you feel like you can pass your burdens on over to whatever it is you feel like you can dump your things in and go on about your business and mm-hmm. ignore the negativity get mm-hmm. your reporter arm block on to all the negativity, okay? <laughs> whatever it takes, wherever you can put all that shit, take it there. Give it to whoever or whatever can handle it better than you can. And leave it alone. Mm. So the hashtag this week is better than you can. Mm. And with that being said, and most importantly and understood... Is that because you got your t-shirt on? No, better than you can. <laughs> so with that being understood, and most importantly said... I needed that word on the train. On the train today? Yes. There was a man singing out loud. He had his phone out. And I had headphones in, so it only bothered me when the song was changing. There was this big space. But then people kept looking, too, because they saw that I was looking. And I was literally about to be like, and say something to him. And I was like, you know what? No, because everybody's watching, and they're waiting for it to happen. And it's not going to happen. Not today. I'm going to leave it alone. So you must have felt like you could sing better than he can. <laughs> With that yes. being said, it's time for the QTNMFNAs, which are the questions that need answers and the questions that Negris is asking. Let's go. Let's move it fast this week, like Kiki Wyatt's pregnancies. And speaking of oh, Kiki Lord. Wyatt's pregnancies, question one. Oh, no, no, no. Which one of y'all said that Kiki Wyatt got so many kids that they shit in shifts? <laughs> Team shits. 
They got shit jerseys. A shit oh. schedule. <laughs> All right, question two, question two, question Thank two. Thank you, question please. Yes, fast. <laughs> Why did it keep going? I, I don't know. <laughs> Is it true that during the Legends <laughs> Luncheon at this year's 25th Annual Essence <laughs> Festival, Two people were the only ones in line oh, for God. Free Boone's Farm. Here we go. So the bartender was cool and let them both come behind the bar. Free Farm. And when they turned to go, they bumped into each other's <laughs> chest and said, whoa. And then looked at each other with their eyebrows up and stared for three seconds until Dallas Austin, okay, said, now I wish that I could turn back time to share. Oh, and then they started laughing. God. Who said it? Y'all know Dallas Austin looked like Cher. No. Moving on. Uh, what? <laughs> Moving on. Moving on. And where is it? In the <laughs> Question three. If I could turn back time. <laughs> that was good, right? <laughs> Can you imagine? Wouldn't you say it's Cher? Nah, I wish I, I, I could just turn back time. I have to know. Dustin, I have to know. Things, how do these worlds collide for how you? How does this come to you? How? Cher my, and Dallas my, Austin. How, well, how did these them worlds collide? <laughs> Sharon Dallas Austin. I'm telling you. Right. <clears throat> Question three. <laughs> Is it true that at Serena Williams Harper Bazaar shoot for her beautiful cover, when it was time to leave, the photographer said to her, the shots are untouched and they would be beautiful. <laughs> and then Olympia put her hand on the stroller on the side, turned around and said, better be bit. Is it true? <laughs> <laughs> What? What? <laughs> you know, Serena, baby, custom photographers. Oh, the pictures better be right, goddamn it, for my mama. Okay, she turned around. She took that that pacifier out. <laughs> better be bitch. And turn back around with that little hand on the side of that stroller. <laughs> Is it true? With that being said, and most importantly understood, I'd like to welcome uh, each and every one I of you. I have to know what's wrong with you. Can you imagine the I can't Prayer. All you saw is them little fingers on the side of that stroller. Better be bit. Shout out to Olympia holding it down for her mama. All right. <laughs> With that being said, <laughs> it's time to welcome everybody to the friend zone. Yo, week, my look, our look. Weekly Jeez. into all things mental health and hygiene because who in the hell wants I'm a musty brain? I'm developing asthma because of this show. Yo, I be wheezing. What the hell? <laughs> you what hear it? Hell? You can hear it. Jeez. Because you can see them little fingers gripping inside of that stroller before she checked that. <laughs> checked that. Gotta be bit. Anyway, hi guys. Oh my What's God. going on, hey friend? Hi guys. So normally we skip the weekend talk just because we want the show to be a little more streamlined. But I mean, how could we skip Essence Fest? Oh yeah. We couldn't, and that's why we had to go on down to the Crescent to represent. Shout out to New Orleans, Louisiana, and everything that it has to offer because it show gave a lot to us this weekend. 100, Essence Festival was amazing. Talk to us about it. They first of all, they owe us nothing. They owe me nothing. My <laughs> Not voice nothing. is gone. So I'm like, hear. it's I'm gone. And also, you were gone, friend, but you were dearly missed. Everyone oh that came God. asked about you. You were oh, there in spirit. Really? Honestly, so yes. much love for you, friend, That's all weekend so long. Everywhere we were. I'm talking about I was even at the liquor store and they said, I know she don't drink. But hi's <laughs> friend. <laughs> That's so sweet because people were in my mentions and DMs like, how come you're not there? I was like, I could not do it this year. Yeah, like, yeah. I just didn't have the mental Listen, bandwidth for it. It was, it was a lot bigger. this year. It was 500,000 25th people. anniversary. We seen every last one of them too. 
everybody. <laughs> I when I tell you the convention center was way more lit than it was last year. I mean, mm-hmm. and we had a bigger, we had a better location as far as the Reeds booth. Shout out to them. Like shout out to booth twenty three fifty. Oh my Sick. god, everything was so awesome. The people there, obviously, the city always takes everybody in and so kind to everybody. So shout out to the city of New Orleans. So many people that lived there and were from there came up to the booth and they're like. I live here. I listen to the show and oh, I just want to say thank stop. you so much. Yes, people were like natives and I was like, you know, thank, thank you, you for taking us in because we love New Orleans so much. So it was amazing. Great time. SS Festival. There are so many things I can say. But to start off the conversation, let's start off with the Black Business of the Week, mm-hmm. which will be someone that was at the Essence Festival. I want to give a shout out to our friends at Capital City. The Capital City, uh, they make mambo sauce. <laughs> Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. They li- they actually live in D.C. They come to a lot of the shows for the read. So I met them before. Love the mambo sauce. Mm-hmm. Went to the booth in uh, the convention center. Decided that I was going to support this black business because I was like, oh, I'm obviously going to buy a bottle. Um, shout out to the founder. Um, it's actually owned by a husband and wife duo. Um, they're based out of D.C., like I said, but it's by uh, Arsha and Charles Jones. Yes. Charles Jones was so nice. He gave me a big-ass bottle of mambo sauce. It was delicious. I ain't never met nobody named Charles Jones wasn't all right with me. Okay, I'm trying <laughs> to tell you. But uh, you can find them on... The, the website is shopcapitalcity.com. That's S-H-O-P-C-A-P-I-T-A-L-C-I-T-Y.com. Or you can look them up on Instagram. That's C-A-P-I-T-A-L-C-I-T-Y-C-O. That's Capital City Co. They make mambo sauce. They've been featured in tons of supermarkets, Safeway, Giant Food, and they've done Walmart, Wickman's, uh, tons of places. Oh. And I see Amazon. You can get it on Amazon, nice. y'all. Tell the people what Mambo Sauce is for those who are unfamiliar. <sighs> Damn, they had a breakdown of this on the website. But Mambo Sauce is like that sweet. And it's like barbecue sauce and ketchup and like sweet and sour sauce. Like I can't even describe what Mambo Sauce is. But I know I put it on everything. Mm-hmm. Like I put it, I put it on pizza, pancakes. I put it on yes, pancakes. I put it on. You rice. really put I it put on pancakes? Because I was joking. If you have savory <laughs> pancakes with eggs, you know, a little mambo sauce on the eggs and then the grits. So if you know, get on there, I wouldn't mad. <laughs> I don't put playing. it directly on the damn pancakes, but if a little get on there, it ain't no problem. It ain't no problem. My quad in in mm-hmm. college were all DC girls. Yeah, so yeah. You know about mambo sauce. Okay, okay. All yes. of them were from DC. Okay, so look, the mambo sauce was gonna be had. <laughs> so you have a close personal relationship. A very with the close mambo personal. Sauce. I was gonna turn into it after a while. Uh, well, girl. <laughs> I was put on super late. I remember people always telling me like, oh yeah, from DC. Like back when I lived down in Atlanta, I was like, uh, I don't know. I ain't never really had it. But when it I finally good. moved up here and like took the bus out to DC once and had, and I was like, damn. <laughs> put it on some chicken. Hell yeah, put it on some chicken, put it on some everything. Goddamn. But it's a sweet, sticky, and tangy chicken wing condiment created and offered only in the Washington, Washington DC metro area. The company's flagship product is mild mambo sauce, and it's the first commercially bottled alternative for those who love the taste of mambo sauce but no longer have access to it or prefer to simply eat it at home. Mm. Capital City's mambo sauce can be found at various locations, as I mentioned, so make sure you check them out the website, which is shopcapitalcity.com. Wonderful. So I was so happy to see them at Essence Festival or at the convention center along with tons of other businesses. And like I said, we had a really bomb booth. We were across from Thelma Good Times. Again. The beautiful Bernadette Sins Thelma of Again. Good Times. It was last year too, remember? Yes. <laughs> this time we were way closer and mm. we got to, you know, take more of it in. But uh, She's got a whole thing yes, that she does. Yes. The, so her booth is dedicated <laughs> to, I guess, an all-day meet and greet, essentially. Yeah. There's several um, uh, 
airbrush backdrops that she takes oh pictures God. in front of. What I found most that interesting, so though, yes. right, was that she instructs, she allows the crowd to gather to a certain size, usually about 25 people. Yes. And then she gathers everyone and she says, okay, everybody, I want you guys to, I'm going to stand here and post as you can get a really good shot of me to post on your Facebook and your Instagrams. And then if you want to take a picture with me by yourselves, you can make a great donation to my foundation and then we can do it over here on the side. But let me let you get a really good picture now. And she yes. makes everyone and her. She has an MC yes. also that's with her all day. And about... Bernadette Stannis. Bernadette Stannis. Thelma from Good Times. About, about every four minutes, she literally says, we have the beautiful, legendary Bernadette Stannis. Thelma of Good Times. Every four? About minutes? every four minutes. Three to every three to four Happen minutes. All the time. And then she takes the one-on-one pictures. All I've never seen anything like it in my life. I but do your thing, because you are Thelma of Good Times. What other booths were near y'all? Because last year that was the fun part for me. <laughs> Yandy and her Yale skin Yandy from Love and Hip Hop New York, uh, and her uh Yale skincare line was next to us. Yes. And then next to them was a booth that had um a couple different activities in it, one of which was Cynthia Bailey's CB VR bags, which were really cute. Um, and her eyewear, yeah. So it was cool. The handbags were bomb. I remember her eyewear last year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I almost got a pair. She mm-hmm. had a lot of cute ones. Yep. The eyewear came back, and in the new collection for the handbags was out. It looked beautiful. The convention center is such an important piece of the Essence Festival puzzle, though. Overwhelming. Yeah, it, 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 it's yes. overwhelming. And I think it's necessary for people to go because there's so many different. Like, it really will take you all three days to really, really get across the entire space. But there's the, the food section, the Essence Eats. There's Essence since art where you can find all kind of cute handmade knickknacks and like you know prints and and original actual paintings um then there's the activation stages from like coca-cola and walmart where they have great talks and panel discussions parties yeah it's really something that i think people kind of focus on the concerts but i wish that well i don't wish i i don't know how more people can physically go because there's so many damn people but everybody should make their way to the convention center at some point Um, Because it really is something to see. But the concert was great. Uh, We saw so many people who we know and love from entertainment. um, And we were so well received uh, by everybody there. Essence was just a a fantastic, fantastic experience. So shout out to Loudspeakers Network. Uh, We represented in that bitch. And also just to piggyback off you were saying about the activations in the convention center. It was really dope. Um, They had a mental health uh, activation. And oh. I bumped into uh, Dr. Joy for therapy for black girls. <gasps> mm-hmm. Did you really? Yeah, she was over there working. Uh, oh, she did a conversation. Now I'm, so. at, now I'm extra sad. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was, a, it was a really great turnout. Hi, Dr. Joy. He, right. And I saw her uh, backstage for the next couple of nights at the shows. You know, she was out there doing her thing. She's so bomb. She's so bomb. And so many people were going up to her. So I was so happy for that, too. I was like, yes. Shout out to your girl, Pinky, too. Give Pinky some love. Oh, <clears throat> Pinky was there. Do not tell all, me that wait, wait, Slutty oh. Vegan was in one of the booths at the convention center because I would cry. See, what had happened was, oh, friend, no. not only were they not, well, they weren't a, a booth at the convention center. She did a demonstration at the convention center for Essence Eats. So let's start uh, there. Okay, got Okay, you. let's start there. And let's also correlate with the fact that she had her own pop-up restaurant in the city so people were able to line up and go. I know the turnout was lit for that. I can't but let's agree. also triple it with the fact that she did a pop-up in the Superdome so if you were attending the show, you got to go to Slutty Vegan. I just, you know what? <laughs> you would have got to go to Slutty Vegan. Everybody was in essence. Everybody, Everybody was there. Everybody was showing each other so much love. Yes. 
Um, and it felt so good to just see people literally having a good time enjoying themselves. Even people that you've seen be controversial, like on TV and stuff. Yeah. Everybody was in a good mood, especially the night Mary J. Blige performed, which I don't even know where to begin, but let's just say that it was a physical out-of-body experience for me. Um, we uh, uh, beat a lot of odds against all odds to see Mary J. Blige <laughs> that night. Damn. And I danced and was on my feet the entire set. She closed. She was the headliner on Saturday night, um, following up actually a great closing set from Missy Elliott the night before. She brought out yes. Monica and Trina. Yes. Um, Mary J. Trina Blige. Trina did the whole one minute. Man, I almost passed out. Oh, my God. When she came out and did the whole thing, I was... <laughs> I know, and you know, Fury was on ten because it, it was like one of the first guests she brought out. So it was like, what the fuck? How was this happening? It was amazing. You know, fights with security this time from who? You. Well, look <laughs> at <laughs> the guilty fight. Is Ooh. such a you know vividly descriptive word. I I had conversations. <laughs> Um, <laughs> that were plentiful and Guilty advantageous. No, no really, okay. <laughs> but after I told their asses I was never gonna dance again, they left me alone, okay. But other than that, we just—it was just such a great experience. Um, Asante, do you want to talk about the Atlanta? There was a whole Atlanta moment. Yeah, that because that was um Friday and Saturday, so Sunday was when everything that I've ever been created for. <laughs> In my entire being came into fruition and came alive before my very eyes. What happened? Jermaine Dupree came out. And he brought out Lil John. Okay. <laughs> and they did a Jermaine Dupree versus Lil John set, you know, crunk song. So, you know, they were playing the hits, you know. They, oh, like DJ and DJ yeah, so battle. They, so the DJ, you know, DJ was obviously on 10, playing the records back and forth. And some of the records actually, you know, had guests featured. Mm. So you know, they were playing a little bit of Usher. Um, Usher wasn't there. Um, oh, and by the way, um, and I have to say, and Sierra wasn't there for the Missy uh, tribute because, or the Missy night because she was overseas. But we all thought that that was going to happen. We was like, oh my God, Sierra, she's going to come out. She's like, no, Sierra's not going to be out. She overseas, blah, blah, blah. So I thought Sierra was possibly going to come back out later at this point. Anyway, uh, so many people came out for the set. Young Bloods came out. Wow. Um, and they didn't Bone give a damn and we didn't give a fuck. Bone Crusher came out. Wow. Well, Bone Crusher was actually <laughs> wheeled out. And then, yeah, he was um in a, like a, well, I want to say straight jacket. But they looked like pallbearers. There was so many people wheeling him out on the thing. <laughs> I wanted to say he was in a straight jacket, but he was literally in an orange jumpsuit. Chained to that thing. <laughs> yeah, chains to it. The, the chains to a dolly. So not only was it him, it was chains, too. You know them niggas was working on that I stage. Mean, <laughs> I mean, there. when they had propped him back, they they were scared of how they was going to uh, flip him up without throwing him off. Oh, anyway, no. I mean, he probably would have broken the, the audience chains. The started screaming. Him out right. <laughs> when they flipped the thing up, the audience was like, ah! And then once they knew he wasn't going to do that, they was like, oh, God. Nelly came out. <laughs> Nelly came out did hot in here. Like, Nelly was, looked like motherfucking money. Yo, do yeah. you hear yo, me? I'm Nelly t- is doing very great. well for himself. He's doing oh, awesome. awesome. He's doing awesome. He always looked good, though. I mean, money. <laughs> do you hear me? Like, when he walked through, I was like, okay, Nelly's doing well. He just, he was so crisp and clean. Yes. Like, I mean... Everybody ain't look like that. <laughs> for, for real. Oh, the stars. For real. No. For real. For real. No. Um, also, Patty. Uh, well, lastly, on the set. Oh, yeah, Patty. Ooh. Um, Crime Mob. Mom. Crime Mob came out on the set. Crime Mob. Thank you. Fran, <laughs> first of all, Crime Mob, Diamond and Princess looked amazing. They looked fantastic. They were rocking the stage like 
they were rocking the stage, and, and I love the whole crime mob family. Don't get me wrong, but it's nothing like you know the girls are hot right now, and they were hot then. They were the hottest things then. Everybody was rapping their verses then, so it's the, all about them. So they so, they so hot. Like if they were to do some shit together today, I would flip the fuck out. Nice. That's all I'm saying. They looked amazing today. So well, they were very gracious to us. Oh yeah, we Everybody saw them backstage. Everybody said They was very gracious to us when we saw them backstage. She got it together eventually. She's a little cold at yeah. first. Okay. I was like, you just got here, but it's cool. She was with me later. She, yeah. I, I found my way into the press room and uh, they performed. They did like a Nuck If You Buckle or Acapella or whatever. And I was <laughs> rocking with them. I was part of Acapella. So it was like I was an honorary member. And everybody was so nice and amazing and gracious. Jermaine Dupree took a picture with me. Nice. It was amazing. So many other things. <laughs> so many things. Um, But just to wrap this up, Mary J. Blige did an electrifying set that the audience, you know, unanimously loved and adored. She took us to church and we all had an emotional outpouring, which is which is what we love her for her in the uh live performance space. Man. Um, so that was great. And then we got a lot of love um from tons of the VIPs that were there. Shout out to the cast of Poe, shout out to <gasps> Tiana Taylor, shout out to my friend EJ King, shout out to DeRay, which happy birthday to DeRay. Today yeah, is his birthday, birthday. DeRay McKesson. Um, and also shout out to our girl Tanya Sam. First of all, shout out Just to our girl to Cynthia Tan Bailey, my yes. friend. I love Cynthia. Love you, girl. So beautiful. Um, and shout out to Carlton Morton, my brother. Also, shout out to Tanya Sam from Real Housewives yes. of Atlanta. We had a great conversation with her um backstage, and she had a, a beautiful friend with her who was a fan of the show. Yes. So Aww. we definitely want to give them out some in Canada love. Showing us love. Nice. Tanya hey. said she wants to come talk with us on the show. So we're yes, really looking forward to that, that conversation when she comes she, to New York. She did say that. <laughs> And it was the um, second time I ran up on that ass, too. So mm -hmm. it was like, oh, well, it's just something. The first time I ran up on her, I was like, can I take a picture with you? She was like, of course, come here. And she was like, come on, take the damn photo. I need more. I need a whole photo shoot. And it was real nice and took like 10 photos of my ass. I'm going to show them all of y'all. Marlo Hampton was gracious to us. It was just wonderful. Shout out to Amber Riley. Shout, I was going to say shout, shout out to Amber to, Riley. Um, she was out there with her girls, her sister, Raven. Ashley, and Raven. We was killing Raven it. Raven Goodwin. Yes. Oh, my God. I like that it just seems like the younger... Um, media is mm -hmm. like attending more and more every year. You and know? keeping when the tradition you used to think going. Of Essence Fest, you thought of like the aunties yeah. and like an older crowd, but it seems like younger media is now participating. Like I saw like Mouse and yeah. like that whole crew, and that made me happy because it's Mouse, like we're going to keep it going. Mouse Jones, shout out to the beautiful yeah. Scotty so Bean. Yeah. Oh, Scotty. Um, it's just, I'm, I'm, I'm grateful that I have a personal connection to the Essence Festival and I just, I love it and I'm grateful that we're keeping the tradition going. Yeah. It's something so important to like black culture and I love that it and is moving cool forward. And it's cool to keep it cool. Yeah. You know, the show yes. like, it's still a cool exactly. thing to go to. Exactly, yeah, it's relevant. Yeah. Yeah, so shout out to Essence Fest we yeah. had a great time well, I'm also, glad you guys had fun I also have to say Robin Thede she has a show coming up HBO's called Black Lady Sketch Show it looks mm -hmm. so funny I saw the trailer I went to the premiere for it and it it's is good. it's so not what I thought yeah I don't know what I thought but when I saw the trailer I was like oh this is not what you know what thought, it's gonna be awesome. amazing the show was so fucking cool and funny it and looks dope. Like it. There are so many cool elements that I can't wait to talk about when it comes out because I don't want to spoil anything for for anybody. When does it drop? Um, I want to say August, like the first okay, weekend of August, so we but it, it, it's going to come on Sunday nights at 10 p.m. I believe. Okay. Wonderful. So yeah, check that out on Sundays. Or no, no, no. it's coming out on Friday nights at 11 p.m. Let me look this up right Shout now. Shout out to Crystal. Didn't she moderate a discussion she did. for them? She did. Yeah, and she and she moderated her ass off. By the way, like I mean, it's Crystal. It, I, 
I'm telling you, I'm, I keep telling her, like, girl, you got it. Like, I don't even know what it, like, you know, you making New York Times bestsellers out here. Like, you got it, girl. <laughs> the Reed did a fantastic live show as oh, well while yeah, we were there. It was, show. It was fan- oh, amazing. So much love from the crowd there. Um, so, the Reed, like I said, their merch booth was popping the entire weekend. Shout out to everybody Michelle, Alex, Aww. Chanel, everybody. Yeah, every, and, and it was just a really great experience. Happened. And I was proud of Crystal because she was doing her damn thing and out there at the festival this year. Yes. Being social, I saw. And shout out to DJ Naina. That was uh, the DJ for the Reed show. It was the Reed After Dark. And oh, so she I think was I saw spinning the pictures. It up. Yeah. Yeah, she was really, really fucking dope. And so. shout out to Crystal on stage with the fan that we bought. <laughs> <laughs> we bought those fans at the Schomburg. We went, they had like a literary <laughs> festival and uh-huh. it was so hot. I was like, let's buy fans she was like let's buy fans <laughs> we really bought them so when I saw her on stage with it I was like Crystal <laughs> she had to let your ass know so should I use my shit but yeah Black Skitty uh, Black Skitty a Black Lady Sketch Show it's gonna come out on August 2nd which is a Friday so it's gonna come out on Friday nights on HBO so check that out and I actually wanted to add on on, on a bit of a heavier note but an important note nonetheless so you remember that I shouted out black and green. Do you guys remember that? I don't know if I did it as a black business or as a wellness segment, but it's like the one-stop shop for black-owned and natural products. Yes, remember? yes, yes. So uh, the founder, whose name is Dr. Christian Henderson, she's professor of public health, a natural lifestyle enthusiast, and also the founder of Black and Green. She recently got into a really bad car accident with oh, her no. husband and her child. Everyone survived, but she's in critical condition. And so that, of course, when I saw it on Instagram, I follow the Black and Green account and they were posting about it. They have a donation set up for her. Yes. Obviously, because this is pretty intense. Um, They were asking people, please, if you're someone who shops on the Black and Green website, if you need to re-up, now's the time. Anything that you can do to keep it going and support their vision and their families during such a critical and fragile time. Absolutely. Yeah. So I just wanted to put that out there into people's awareness. Number one, if you go on the black and green Instagram, which is B-L-K-A-N-D-G-R-N, under the highlights section, which is right under the bio, you'll see a tab that says founder and it has her picture. Mm -hmm. If you click it, there you can read a, a diary entry that her husband wrote explaining exactly what happened during the accident. They also have the donation button there. They have more information how you can, if you can't buy anything, you can at least leave some words of encouragement. They set up a site just so that, you know, all this energy will help either way. Yes. Just sending that in her direction. And so go on their Instagram. Like I said, it's the tab that says founder and there you will find all the information. But this is a beautiful site that we highlighted on here and I think it's important for us to also help when at times like this, especially with a founder, like that broke my heart, her and her baby. Luckily, everyone's okay, but you know, she is in critical condition. So prayers and support are highly necessary in this time. Man, I hate to hear that. Yeah. So, and the sad part is it was someone who drove into them and pushed their car towards the median. So just sad all around, but prayers up. Yes. Dr. Christian Henderson, we love you. You do amazing work and we're here to support you. Yes. And on that note, do you guys want to jump into the recap? Yeah, because I hate to hear shit like that. I know. It's really (laughs) sad, man. It broke my heart when it popped up on my feed. I was like, oh my gosh, she's so young, you know? But 
I really feel she's going to be okay. Yeah. I wish I was a doctor so I could run in the hospital room like, what in the hell is going on? Right? Let's fix it all now. Oh, but I'm man. Not. Speaking of doctors, also shout out to Dr. Imani. I saw her too. Oh, from Married to Medicine, L.A. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I had to say that. But yes, we're definitely going to be praying. And without further ado, we're going to get into this recap. So on last week's episode, titled World Pride Weekend, we discussed Kid Fury's 305 Live, <laughs> all of the World Pride festivities, people licking cartons of ice cream at the supermarket, and other pop culture weirdness. As always, you guys had a lot to say. So who stood out to you, Asante? The subject of this email is, I can't put this in the Twitter streets because my fiance hangs out in them streets. (laughs) Hey, guys. First things. First, thank you for joy, peace, and laughter. My name is Kayla. You can use my name because she said so. I won't give the reasoning, but she said so. I had to email y'all tonight because I couldn't believe what I saw today. It was on the 4th that she emailed us. Last week, y'all talked about how some people said, that getting in the pool with the chlorine was the equivalent to a bath with soap. As someone's grandma who took her to swimming lessons as a kid, I could hear her in the back of my head saying, you better rinse that chlorine off before you get in this car and we get back <laughs> to my house, you need to get straight into the bath. So I, and I, I, I remember this speech. I too remember this speech. So I thought, who in the hell thinks a pool cleans you just as good as a shower? Well, today I saw who. My fiance is white. And today we went to his cousin's house to swim. She has two foster kids who are three and six and one baby. We were all hanging by the pool and the kids were swimming their little hearts out. Then it was time to go in. When we walked in, she told them to get their PJs on and then they could come back down. (laughs) 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 I just got questions, you know. You look disgusting. I'm very disgusted, and I have several <laughs> questions. I know the kids. You said they're foster kids, right? Uh-huh. Is they black? I I don't know, but the the, the obviously person, the right. mama ain't. But right, you know, right, 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 right. I was in shock. She was going to let them get in their pajamas and go to bed smelling like chlorine and outside. Yes, I looked at her husband, who is black, and I'm like, <laughs> so the kids wait, don't know so, they're far. Okay. Wait, wait, so. So I'm trying to work this out with you because mm-hmm. the details are missing. Mm-hmm. So she's black and her husband's black. So her husband, no, her, 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 her husband, husband is white. Her husband's white. And so her and husband. And this is her husband's sister. Right? Who's with a black man. Right. The, the two <laughs> brothers. <and sister. laughs> right. I mean, she, you know. so we didn't, we don't <laughs> we know what, <laughs> right. We don't know what the foster kids are. She just said they're foster kids. She right. didn't say what they were. <laughs> I would have cussed his black ass out. <laughs> I looked at her husband, who is black, and I'm like, come on now. You know you didn't grow up like this. You couldn't have. <laughs> Thank the, you. The filth, the must, the caucasity of it all. Yeah, but what did she do? She just sat there and let it happen? I mean, it her kids. You got to speak up for the children. We talking about the children. <laughs> you got to speak up for the children. We talking about the kids. Nobody saw any wrong with it. Then the kids came back downstairs and wanted to sit in my lap, and I wasn't having it. Oh, no. Oh, that's mean. <laughs> that's mean. Stanking is stanking, and, and funky is funky. Kids, and now, you know, kids get musty early they do now. They get musty, man. but I'm not going to be like, you can't sit on me because you're musty. <laughs> I don't give a damn. Get your take your little ass on somewhere, funky. It's your mind. Yo, mama, should be ashamed of yourself, too. 
for letting you smell like that. That's when you got to really go. And you got to just crack a joke and be like, ooh, you're spicy. <laughs> <laughs> you tell kids they're spicy. Smelling like mambo sauce. <laughs> <laughs> Might want to change them pajamas and take you another shower, too. I'm surprised the damn pajamas didn't disintegrate from all that chlorine <laughs> on their bodies. <laughs> you know they itching in them. Man, ooh, ooh, God. Oh, my God. So oh, my God. Oh, no. Oh, okay. no. Right. We went home and I jumped in the shower to get the chlorine off, <laughs> even though I just stuck my feet in the water. Mm-hmm. And now I'm thinking I'm about to marry into a family where they think the pool is the same as a shower. And not I'm not in bit, my house. And I'm a bit disturbed by that. Well, thanks for letting me share. <laughs> I so appreciate silly. you. So that shit, you know, that uh, enough was said. She should have did something, though. <laughs> I mean, it. complacent. <laughs> I mean, she's a low key. She should have just might as well let them kids play on her since she went home and changed any damn way. No, she was part of it. Anyway, Fran, what did you find? So black on the SoundCloud street said like the group or six. Yeah. Said the food and drug tampering laws and subsequent charges. This is based on the combo mm-hmm. we were having about the ice cream, the ice cream liquor, and mm-hmm. whether she should be charged with a felony. <laughs> you remember that commercial? You lit liquor. Lit liquor. Sorry, that brought this to my This is why I know I love y'all because y'all know everything. So. Black says the food and drug tampering laws and subsequent charges stem from the Chicago Tylenol murders in 1982 in which the perpetrators were never found. And I was like, Damn. what's that about? So you know me. I looked it yeah. up. <laughs> Dig a little bit deeper. Did y'all ever hear about that? Mm-mm. So apparently it says, um, I looked it up and it says the Chicago Tylenol murders were a series of poisoning deaths resulting from drug tampering. Tampering. tampering in the Chicago metropolitan area in 1982. Apparently, the victims, most of them children, unfortunately, oh, had all taken Tylenol capsules that had been laced with potassium cyanide. Oh, my God. A total of seven people died in the poisonings with several more deaths and subsequent copycat crimes. And these incidents specifically led to reforms in the packaging of over-the-counter substances. So now, you know, we try to turn it. It's mm-hmm. mad hard. Um, and they added that to the federal anti-tampering laws. So that's where this stems from, the fact that something like that could be considered a felony. And I saw See. that they are they found the young lady who did it. And she apparently may be charged with anything from 2 to 20 years. Damn. Good. Really, 20 really years. Really good. Very good. I don't think 20 I mean, years. 20 is I but, don't give but, a damn. What if that could have been your ice cream? No, I know. And but that could have been your ice cream with her nasty, filthy. And she had the flu, which is. Man, worse. come See, on. Like that's that. why she did it, apparently. She wanted to, like, pass it on. See, in the fact. 23 she, years. I hate her Jordan that. year. <laughs> I hate the fact that people are looking at Bluebell like, oh, well, how come y'all ain't sealed right? And, you know, they their ice cream is delicious. Like, I've had me some Bluebell, but it's also like, you know, if you, you're going to start making Bluebell put the stuff on there, then y'all going to start liking the fruits and vegetables up. Like, because people are doing these stupid-ass challenges, which are fucking disgusting. Have you and seen I hate... it is getting worse now? No, just I've seen the stories. I barely be on social media. It's so gotten I just... worse. And so far, I've seen oh, no. video of someone opening up a bottle of, like, Listerine, spitting in it, mm-hmm. closing Ew. it. I saw Same with the Arizona iced that, tea. I saw that one, too. So now it's become a thing, like, literally every day. The problem is that people <clears throat> retweet these things and make it go viral, yeah. which is what's inspiring people to do more of the nonsense. You you get everything you deserve. There's no explanation. There's no um there's no there's no way 
to make that something that we can just, you know, oh, it's no big deal. Yes, the fuck it's it is. Big, yeah. it's, it's giving me years. anxiety. Yeah. I went to the store yesterday and I was opening everything. I was like, oh my God. Listen, well, you let know, me tell you something. I've, I am fat. I love to eat. I don't like being sick. I just love to enjoy my food. I always check my expiration dates before I leave. And it does not matter how many times. It used to kill them at the deli, one of the delis I used to go to uptown. Because I used to always check them yogurts. I'm like, yogurt expired. This tea, oh. Oh, and the bodega stayed out and some bullshit. Oh, my God, yes. And then I'm always conscious of, like, wiping down the fucking top of the can even before I open it up to put my straw in there. Like, all this shit. Well, you have to do that because of the rat dropping. This is what I'm saying. So now people are making it even harder for me because I have to be extra conscious that this seal isn't too low. Did you see Jade? No. Yes, I saw it. Yeah, she bought ice cream, and when she opened it, it had two teeth marks in it. I was like, girl, don't my heart dropped. No. And the thing about Bluebell, that they released a statement saying that they have a special, um, it's like a vacuum seal. The way they do it, yeah. Yeah, where it's like... Because it's packed upside down. Right. So they they said if you'll know that it's been opened, because it even, like, looks different, it'll look tampered with. So. That's kind of what they were saying, why they don't have the, the traditional seal. Bell, unsealing is like Christmas. Like, you know it's fresh. <laughs> I don't think I've ever had Bluebell. <sighs> Fran, when we go back south, Do they, sell, to, they don't sell no, it No, it's a York. southern thing. Yeah. And it's not like Blue Bunny. People were like, oh, it's Blue Bunny. Uh-uh, those are not comparable I've never had it. I've had, like, Talenti, Ben & Jerry's, but I've never had Bluebell. Bluebell's great. I hate I all of that. It's so stupid. Oh, and it's so I just, gross. you get whatever you deserve. I hope they all get 20 years plus. Let them rot in jail <laughs> and lick each other. And the fact that people see that uh, you can be charged like this two to 20 years and they're still doing it is like even What would possess you to spit in some motherfucking, right. in anything that's not yours at the goddamn store? Right. It's just certain things you don't do. That don't make no damn sense. And they are, and if I see anybody doing it, I'm slapping your ass. <laughs> yeah, we fighting. We're literally fighting. I might go to jail for fighting someone's child. If it's going to be it. worth it. That's what's going to go viral. The slap <laughs> yes. heard around the world. I'm finna Sharkeisha me a motherfucker as soon as I, I'm telling <laughs> not you. Not Sharkeisha, Sharkeisha. Let me see you opening up. Oh, Please don't God let me be. Damn, it's cream. No. Damn. I can't wait for. <laughs> What'd you find in the Twitter streets, Dustin? Rock? Okay, uh, <laughs> two tweets this week. The first one comes from Brittany, who's at uh, is totes t o t e s underscore underscore m a g o t e s totes my goats okay. and that ain't none of my business she said my boyfriend's daughter keeps telling me how she want me and her daddy to just be friends so her mama and daddy can get married I'll holler I thought it was fun. what did you say <laughs> you ready I was in my mind singing totes do, do, my goats once Sorry. again she said my boyfriend's daughter keeps telling me how she want me and her daddy to just be friends so her mama and daddy can get married <laughs> <laughs> And then she added about 40 eye-roll emojis. Oh, no. I'll holler because that little girl is funny. My second tweet, real quick. <laughs> I don't know if people watch UFC fights, but and I know you can feel how Hell you want to feel. No. But for those who do, Jorge, uh, Jorge Masvidal obliterated Ben Askren for the fastest <laughs> knockout in UFC history. And why? I'm going to tell you why it's Shit noteworthy. It goes deeper than just I a fight. The clip. The re- <laughs> <laughs> the means. The reason that it mattered was because everybody knows that fighters and boxers, they have a, it's part of the culture to talk a little trash, you know, friendly yeah. jabs before the fight. It also helps with promotion. But this guy, Ben, made some really direct statements that were like 
very charged in ways that are not right, appropriate, healthy, and took it a little bit further. So he kind of earned it. So to see it happen, it was glorious. So I just want to give a shout out to him for setting the record. You know, we got to celebrate excellence. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah. And that's it. (laughs) Look how he's smiling. Y'all ready to jump into this week's episode? Mm -hmm. Long day at work, tough day at school, still stuck at your office. Treat yourself to the meal you deserve on demand from your favorite restaurant. And the restaurants come directly to you with DoorDash. DoorDash connects you to your favorite restaurants in your city. And Mm. ordering is easy. Just use the DoorDash app and choose what you want to eat. And a dasher will bring it to you anywhere you is. Not only is that burger place you love on DoorDash already, but over 310,000 other amazing restaurants are too. Mm. DoorDash connect you with dough-to-dough delivery in over 3,300 cities, all 50 of the states and Canada. Mm. Order from your local go-tos or choose from your favorite chains like Chipotle, mm. Wendy's, mm. Chick-fil-A, and the Cheesecake mm. Factory. Don't worry about dinner and let it come to you. With DoorDash. Right now, our listeners can get $5 off their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter promo code THEFRIENDZONE. That's $5 off your first order when you download the DoorDash app from the App Store and enter promo code THEFRIENDZONE. Again, that's promo code THEFRIENDZONE for $5 off your first order from DoorDash. So let's jump into our Black Mirror tech bag. Uh-oh. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. I know you like this. You know, I do. I like a little tech tech. A little CGI world. So, have y'all seen this video? <clears throat> I'm showing them a video. <laughs> have Wait, you seen this? No. Wait, who's... Where they put Mike Tyson's face over the Family Matters. Yes. yes. Wow. So, I'm showing wow. the guys a video, and it's Mike Tyson's face superimposed wow. on the character. <laughs> Family Matters. And this is the intro to the show when you watched it back in the day. It's the first, what, 30 seconds of the show? Mm -hmm. So that's funny, right? But it's not. But it's not because it's so good. And if you haven't seen this video, you can literally go to Mike Tyson's Twitter, which is just his name. And he has it. He might have it pinned or it's like his second tweet. You can't miss it. I literally just pulled it up. (laughs) Isn't that the wildest shit you've ever seen? So have you guys heard the term deep fakes? No. So that's what that is. It's a new, it's not new. It's uh, it's technology that Hollywood has had access to for a long time. Think of the CGI they use in movies, especially like Star Wars, where they superimpose people's faces. But the problem is that it's becoming accessible to the masses. Mm-hmm. That's not cool. And that's where it starts getting a little bit tricky. Mm-hmm. So it the term deep fakes originated in 2017 because someone on Reddit, a Reddit user, Asante is looking up the video. I, I see am, your face. <laughs> Isn't it eerie? Guilty. It's so good. What That's is what, happening? When I first that saw was, like, it, I was like, this is bugged like, out. Oh. So it originated from a Reddit user by the whose name was Deep Fake. Mm-hmm. It's a portmanteau of the term deep learning and fake. And that person on Reddit created a thread where he would share deep fakes that he created videos involving celebrity faces swapped onto bodies of actresses and pornographic videos. And so you would, and I, I, the very first time I was put onto this, I saw that it was a video of someone in May. I think it was um, Ariana Grande. And you know, she's like, 
She looks Such like a, a kid. little kid. So to see them doing this to her was scary because in my Ew. head I was like, what is this video? I thought it was like a leak, you know, when people's yeah. news and videos get leaked. And then I realized that it was a deep fake. Yeah. But it was so well done. And I was like, oh, my God, that's really eerie technology that's being developed. Um, so what it is, it's a technique for human image synthesis based on artificial intelligence. So it's used to combine and superimpose, like we saw with Mike Tyson, existing images and videos onto images or videos um, with machine learning techniques known as generative adversarial network, where it's the AI is literally learning your face. So it basically, if you have enough pictures online mm -hmm. with your different angles mm -hmm. and facial expressions, think about it. Most it of compile. us, it compiles and it learns your angles, your face, your facial expression, your movements. And just from, I think it said all it needs really is like 30 to 40 images to be able to memorize your face. Yeah. Isn't that the eeriest? I don't like that at all. Eeriest thing. And you know, that's, I feel like it's been around for a long ass time. So when they were talking about the cameras being on all the time on your phone, like you're constantly, if not actively in every moment being watched, but like there's some sort of program or something that might constantly turn your shit on and make copies of your face or well think about it. it how many times have we played with snapchat filters exactly where it's literally Alone. we play into the facial recognition right. where it's gathering all that learning technique from us putting on bunny ears and think of all the, the little niggas, flower crowns think and, of all the niggas that put their faces on 2k oh my god right when they did the app on the iphone you could take the picture so you can and superimpose it would... your face on the player right Man. i've never ever ever Honestly, this is no exaggeration or no bullshit. You don't play with that. I have never used a Snapchat filter. I've never played none of that face swap shit. I've always been uncomfortable with it for that reason. And I felt like a bit, you know, like my grandmother is a conspiracy theorist. You <laughs> right. Know, I told you like, about I don't this. play with that. She said it's a person with, on a pedal underneath the Wheel of Fortune wheel that's making stop for black people and go <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, she said it's somebody behind a plinko board with a magnet Stop on the prices right. She's a conspiracy theorist, so sometimes I feel like <laughs> I'm, you know, like it's coming out of me. You're taking that, and on. so I don't want to. I, I just don't say nothing. But have you ever seen me use any of that bullshit? No, you don't do. You've no, never I seen me do it. You, but you know what you be on? What Facetime? What that mean? It's your camera. Yeah, but that at least that ain't me willfully saying here. <laughs> Take right. a picture of my face and put it on a dog. But I've even, always thought it was the dumbest shit in the world. But even on Facebook, remember you would upload your pictures and it would like read people's faces that are in mm -hmm. the pictures. Yeah. So like, that you can tag them even with more easy and name will come up. When the photo albums, there's like the faces thing yeah, that comes up and it'll guess. And I'm like, well, damn. Which is so creepy. Fucked up. I'd be like, the lighting is weird in this photo. And you still know that these you still photos know go who together. It, is. Okay. it takes away. Usually, you, it used to be that, like, video evidence, when it came to having to have some sort of evidence or a record of something, video evidence, you used to not be able to really dispute that. It was kind of like... It's reliable. It was defining, yeah. Yeah. But now with this, with the addition of this technology, it literally compromises the integrity of that period. So how can we now prove any goddamn thing? And that's what we were... That's what I was I'm watching a couple of different videos, and there was an interview in CNN where an analyst was was discussing that and they were saying the problem now, aside from the scarier parts, which is like someone superimposing your face on a porn and, you know, creating images and leaking it is something that you, you know, didn't do. Right. But there's also the other side of it of plausible deniability, where if it's something you did do 
And now you can say it's a deep fake. <laughs> you know, I didn't do that. You have no way of proving dangerous. it. Dangerous. So it's dangerous on each side, which mm-hmm. is like wild to think about the future of this because it is getting better and better. Like when I saw that video, you've seen a couple, even when you do the face swap on Snapchat, it doesn't really look good. It's right. just funny. But AI progresses very quickly. But not even that. Like you were saying, this tech has existed forever. So a this, long time. So a lot of this stuff is what they're even just trickling out to us. So right. imagine the current state. Yeah. Imagine the stuff that you're talking about, like, you know, with these filters and stuff, I feel like a lot of these apps, because I remember just thinking on a very small scale, me and XD used to play with one of them random apps from Asia, like three or four years ago. And you could put your face on these fucking uh, schoolgirls, and then they were having these little performance things. And I was reading up on how these people have had this technology forever. They've been doing these hologram things forever. So it's like people are playing these races, of, uh, or in the public, it looks like catch up. But I really feel like it's more a game of like how how much tech and you know are they willing to say that we actually do have. Right. So a lot of the stuff we see on Black Mirror is conceptual, but some of that stuff might actually exist in different realms. Why do we have fucking just on a really random note? Why do we have fucking um, robot war shows? Like, I think that's so random that people will actually, like, make these little robots and they'll, like, beat each other up and they have these programs. Because if any of those things are not properly disposed of, one day that shit could just wake up and do whatever the fuck it wants. But that's on a completely different note. <laughs> Back to the AI blue shit, I think it's so interesting in movies when people can put on the suit and pretty much make up the movements for somebody else in the scene, too. Like they did with Shekinah and for the, um, the Lion King. You are silly. And yes. look at this video. Exactly This is a deep fake that Jordan Peele created. <laughs> but you see how real that looked? Yeah. And then Jordan Peele, I just showed them a video that Jordan Peele created. And it was actually a PSA that he made uh, talking about deep fakes and fake news and showing how serious this is getting where you can superimpose people's faces and not know. But he used Obama's face to use to create the PSA. And then in the end, you see his voice mouthing what Obama's saying. So wow. really eerie, especially because Monkey Paw at this point has access to very high technology. So it's a good deep fake. Like when I wow. first saw that, I thought the voice was a little bit off. It didn't sound like Obama, but the face was perfect. Like yeah. literally, it was flawless. You can look it up on YouTube if you haven't seen it. I implore you to check it out because it is very like this stuff is like bugging me out because I'm like how much worse is this it's scary to me yeah and then so recently um in the app store one of these um what do you call them I guess these kids that work on these apps what's the name developers (laughs) thank you that's (laughs) That's the term I was looking for one of these developers created an app called deep nude did you guys oh, no. hear about it? No. Nope. It cost fifty dollars. Obviously, the app was taken off the store. But I'm sure people still have it. And made it copies illegally. of it, absolutely, yeah. which is the problem. But with Deep Nude, it used advanced machine learning, the same way, um, algorithms to remove clothes from images of women. Wow. So you could put an image of a woman Disgusting. and then it would show you what she would look like without the clothes. And it was called Deep Nude. <sighs> There's all, right. There's also <laughs> all them brains and nothing to do. What the fuck? Like you can create something else with that level right. of genius. Um, then there's another app that's called Liarbird, L-Y-R-E. And it's an app that can make a digital copy of your voice. Wow. So it sounds just like you. 
all you need to do is read and record 100 to 150 sentences, and which takes about five minutes. They say 300 sentences for the most accurate results, but someone, especially considering like we talk on these Imagine shows for I'm two hours, here. people are on... People, yeah, I don't even next friend. No, next. listen, no. But this is important. People are on YouTube talking all the time. People post themselves talking on Snapchat. People post themselves talking on everywhere. Media. Media. That's literally what we do. We post images of ourselves and we post our voices. <laughs> like, and so all you need is 100 to 150 sentences or even just a minute of audio to be able to create a digital copy of someone's voice. And I was watching a couple of YouTube videos of people who have the software and they were testing it out because it was still in beta form. And it works. It literally works. They tested wow. out. One guy did it and he like called one of his friends up and the friend had no idea that she was talking to this app. You know what? So two things. Number one, hopefully, um, hopefully along with the development and introduction of these apps with all this software that can accomplish these things that are horrible and heinous. Right. Hopefully along with that comes some development of apps and software to detect it. Right. So I hope someone's diligently working um, to create something that is a meter or a gauge to determine if a video or image has been, I guess, uh, modified right. in any way. Also, we definitely wish this, I don't even know why I'm saying it because we can't, we can't get no help now, but there's got to be some laws put in place to regulate this shit and regulate the accessibility of this kind of software and these apps because you just I can't. I mean, ideally, but. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, at least it'll be somewhat of a deterrent. Yeah. And beyond that, they need to federally come up with some sort of software from the FBI or whatever the fuck, which they probably already got any damn way, but that can determine or detect if any sort of image or video has been modified in that way. It just needs to happen. If you can do it, we need to be able to figure out if it's done. And I Otherwise, did see that fucked. on CNN with an analyst who was also discussing that it may take good AI to combat the bad AI. <laughs> like AI needs to be created either way, like you're you saying, to. to help you detect. But the average person, think of how quickly fake news spreads. The average person it's, isn't it's checking. Dumb. Yeah, right. That's <laughs> Not dumb, <laughs> but the average person isn't checking the sources. They're not checking to see who they posted it. They want to be it. sensationalized. Yeah, they're yeah. not Googling to see, like, because a lot of times when I'll see an article, if I'm not sure if I believe it, I'll Google to see if, like, other sources have confirmed mm -hmm. it. You know, I kind of, like, check it out first. Um, but the average person isn't doing that. They're well, just going to retweet it, but, post you know, it, though, share it. You know what, it. though? There are things also, <laughs> there's also more bad AI <laughs> that will mess with you on Google, too. And that give you because a lot of those websites that are fake will try to like pay more or do whatever they're doing to try to make their shit come up at, like right next to CNN or something. It's like, what the fuck is going on? Them ads. When have I ever heard of this? Uh, the Sun Magazine uh, downstairs, whatever the fuck this is called. Like, right. I um uh damn, I was going to say something, y'all, and I forgot what it was. I hate it when that I'm happens. So sorry. It's okay, but anyway, um. I think that uh, we should just want something else. I forgot what the fuck I <laughs> was saying. It's going to yeah. come back because I also want to say this, and maybe it'll come back to you while I'm saying this. So hold on to it. Um, it just came back to me. Okay, we'll say it now. No, no it's, a, ahead, it's a terrible joke, it. though. So it's too no, late. We'll just, to, we'll just say it. You know, I can't anymore. It's no, fine. Now, now I need to know. Yeah, and the listeners fine, are going to want to hear yeah. it. Just say it. Say it. Say it. Damn. Okay, anyway, I also hate the fact that, you know, I was just talking about those ads that come up on Google. 
when you're trying to Google a customer service number and the <laughs> fake ones be coming up I and those people are trying to hack shit. your shit. So it's like that happened to me with Uber Eats. Yeah, I got the real number. If you I got want. the fake one. Yeah, I, this like, dude answered, and I was like, "This ain't Uber." Who the fuck is this? Yeah. <laughs> Do you know I sat out of boredom one day and just googled random numbers, customer service, to see if the numbers would come up first. And for the most part, they weren't coming up first. And I was like, people are falling for this all the time. Ugh. Like, like I'm fucked because I'm one of the people. Like, I I can't go directly to the website every time. I just got to Google it. Let me pull up the Google, and if it takes me direct, directly to the website from there, cool. But I can't even trust my Google. That's now. why I like Chrome, mm-hmm. the Chrome browser, because mm-hmm. it has those little green. Have you seen it? Like the it little has key lock and key thing. It's like a little green circle that yeah. pops up next to a site that shows you that it's oh, verified. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then if it's like a red X next to the site, it lets you know yeah. that like this may be spamware or whatever. So or what is it? I'm um, spyware, not spamware. Yeah. Spyware. So I like that. Underwear. It, <laughs> at least the browsers shit. are helping and stay on top of yeah. the shit. They but trying. that's so true. Even Zillow. I went on Zillow looking for apartments maybe a couple months back, and I clicked on the link because mm-hmm. I fucking Thinking googled it's it, and to be. it was the virus that like shuts down and locks your screen. And you got to call the fake service oh, number that they was, give you. I wanted to cry, oh. but luckily it was my iPad, not my main computer. Yeah, so, you so I literally on. just did the factory reset. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was like, "Fuck you!" <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there was really nothing not today, on bitch. there that right that I like cared to lose. So I was like, "Fuck it, I'm doing the factory hard reset." Fuck you and your <laughs> scammer ass trying to get me to call the number so I could pay money to unlock my iPad. And then the baby, right. the, the baby leaned over and said, "What? <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Don't get him started." <laughs> but look, so Adobe had a conference back in 2016 mm-hmm. where they showed another project that they're working. It's like oh, they God. just want to make this worse. Called Adobe Voco, and it's basically Photoshop no. for audio. And you know, Adobe's the problem. Adobe. Oh, uh, you know, Adobe, <laughs> Paint Shop Pro and them, they the OGs. Mm-hmm. Because back when that fake, nasty, random ass porn used to pop up of like Britney Spears and shit, I'm like, this is disgusting. This right. is not my Britney Spears. Like, I remember being <laughs> not young. My I remember being young on the Lyco search engine and shit, looking for shit, and they showing this. Right. Anyway, I'm sorry. But Go ahead. no, it's fine. They introduced this at the conference. And basically, what Adobe Voco does is that it uses a learning algorithm, once again the AI, to analyze the speech patterns, and you can convert it into text, though. So with just 40 minutes of speech, of having that, then you just need to have examples of almost every sound from your voice in that language. So the way that it works, and he showed it, you can YouTube this as well, Adobe Voco, V-O-C-O, you can YouTube the 2016 conference. And he literally, within having 40 minutes of your audio, he types, and it almost looks like the Google Translator. Mm-hmm. But, but quick. Right, where you, t- <laughs> if I were to type in something I wanted you to say that is, like, ridiculous, mm-hmm. I'll type it in, press play for your voice, and it'll have Dustin's voice say what I typed in. And then I can use that file, put it online with a superimposed video, and literally have your face doing whatever it is that I wanted you to be doing in the video, and your voice backing it up with audio. Now I can tell my joke. If y'all see, y'all already know there's certain things that I will and won't do. 
So if you see me fucking goats, if you see me, you know what I'm saying, <laughs> talking goats. shit like what you talking about, y'all know I've been Adobe Vocal and I've been super imposed. <laughs> Adobe Vocal. Certain things I just won't be doing, like it's a man. Let me get an Adobe Vocal, please. <laughs> and there are funny versions of it because, you know, we're sticking to the heavier size. But yeah. there is a joke that someone on Reddit started where... They were superimposing Nicolas Cage's face in random scenes of every movie. So oh, wow. he like popped up on Yoda. <laughs> he popped up as like um, Sarah Jessica Parker in a scene from Sex and the Sea. Like it was just funny. Yeah. It can be funny, but you know, for the most Man, part, fuck the masses... these weird ass people who <laughs> set up scratching and pushing their glasses up on the bridge of their nose, talking about, hey, you know what would be funny? If we put a, hey, let's, uh, let's, you know what would be cool? You know what? So it's all their fault. The people that are on Reddit that are making up this dumb shit that is now being used to cause harm to other people. Right. And I don't know why, like, you would think to do something like that and create deep nudes. What the fuck is wrong with you? I mean, that, I honestly do not know what made him think this was going to go anywhere. Like, what in the hell is, what kind of demented reality are you living in where you're doing something like that? And I know we ain't supposed to be getting dark and heavy with this. <laughs> but damn it, the lights is out. And my back is burdened. <laughs> it feels dark and heavy to me. This is really scaring the oh, shit out of me, y'all. Like I said, what if y'all yeah. see me online fucking a goat? But that's what's scary about it because... Fucking goats? It's, I mean, <laughs> that does sound scary, Imagine but... Imagine that goat. No, stop. But it's just scary because it's like, how far can they take this? You know what I mean? I just told you. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> and then it gets to a point where... You won't know what to believe, which in a lot of ways happens already. already. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Think about it. How many times have you read a story and the first thing that pops in your head is, this shit ain't true. You know, like, you know it's not, but there's never any way to prove it, but you just kind of can feel that it's not. But when things like this, where now your sensory input is being tampered, mm -hmm. that's kind of crazy because it's like you're seeing it with your eyes. But you know that but it's But you not, yeah. know that you can't even believe that anymore. Or even know. the audio. Like, the guy that did it, I really do want you guys to YouTube this from the conference because it was the man's voice. Mm -hmm. Like, it was... Saying whatever you want to say. It was the man's voice. He literally ran off the stage because he was freaking wow. out at the conference. He was like, hell no. Because the guy typed something about him kissing his dogs, like how he likes kissing dogs or something like that to make it extra silly. The guy ran off the stage because he was like, hell no. So now we have a thorough and accurate explanation then for even like the Marianne Williamson moment at the de Democratic no, debate. No, don't make fun of my mom, okay? That wasn't, wasn't that, wasn't that <laughs> Adobe Vocal when she was like, I tell her, listen, girlfriend, you are so home. <laughs> wasn't that, ain't that what that was? <laughs> Somebody must have been typing, friend. <laughs> I love her. You know how much I love her. So the fact that this is how she's being presented to the masses is so fucking Because her work is amazing. She's brilliant. She's fucking Marianne Williamson. You know what I mean? But girlfriend. <laughs> she said, I told the New Zealand. <laughs> the United States is the best place. Two grades. Hey, child. I told the girlfriend, you are so on. <laughs> I just want to know, what is that? What is she doing? She's been hanging right around um, Sarah on Love After Lockup. That's what's going on. Her and Rachel Dozile and them. You I know what I'm saying? saying? You know Celine Dion be trying to do that. So I was like, oh, okay. Now what we're not about to do. <laughs> do you okay. know Jada Next Z called Sarah from that pregnant Brooke Hogan? <laughs> oh, no. She do got them shoulders, man. <laughs> yeah. 
I can't stand them. I swear to God. Okay, so lastly, yes. Google. Oh, God. I, I mean, it's like See, they're all contributing are. to this Here shit. We are. Google, in 2018, at a conference as well, they unveiled what's called Google Duplex. And what it is, is that it's an AI assistant where you can call to make your appointments. Your AI can call. So it learns your voice. It learns the nuances of conversation. It learns context. They said they've been working on this for years. Mm. And the natural, it also has studied the natural language of understanding, deep learning, text-to-speech. And so what they did at the conference, I'd also suggest you guys Google it or Google it, YouTube it. Please don't Google. Please don't Google. <laughs> it's the same company. Right. And so in the video, he shows how the AI, the girl wanted to make an appointment at the salon. So she told her AI, let's say, let's just call it Dustin. Dustin, please make my appointment at the salon. So the AI is like calling to make your appointment. And then the salon's like, hello. And the AI is like, hi, I'm calling to make an appointment for a client of mine. And basically she follows through with the whole conversation. And the entire time, the woman at the salon had no idea that, that she, she was responding speaking, to- responding to an AI that just has an understanding of the nuance of a conversation. Because there were even points where she was like, okay, please hold. And I was like, how's the AI going to respond to that? And then the AI was like, mm-hmm. Like, she just knew what to say. It was so bugged out. She understood the pauses. She understood being put on hold. She understood having questions that made her maybe have to repeat herself. They even showed an AI speaking to someone that English wasn't their first language. So they were asking them, like, to repeat themselves and questions. And they just... We're able to gather that level of understanding. Everything that you're saying is not blowing my mind, only because all of these things I feel like I knew were going to happen at some point. It was just a matter of when. Right. Because Google specifically, whenever, you know, YouTube, they've always done that. Um, you know, they've had the like the video recording and sometimes they would do the um, like when they would start doing their like smart filters or editing things. And you could do like a smart focus or smart blur on your YouTube videos. It's like, damn, how the hell they know it's your face? Mm-hmm. They always have been playing with this sort of technology. And they've always done it in all these realms because even when you, if you had like a Google voice number, you had the option of getting your messages transcribed. And you would always vote like up or down, like if the transcription was accurate or not. And in my mind, I'm like, these niggas is learning this shit. Like, right. like every time that, because they were doing that voice transcription. Learning speech patterns. Y- yeah, for like years. And then I remember one time, my aunt called and I was like, this is accurate as hell, but Google would not know half of what she's saying. Like, you know, how some people was like, you wouldn't expect to, it to get what it's saying but, and it would put like, you know, the damn lyrics on certain websites be wrong as hell sometimes. You're like, damn, even we know that. But like, the Google was correct then and I was like, this is scary as fuck. Yeah. So. My nerves bad. Really? Yeah. It's unsettling. Look at you. But face. you know what I will say? <laughs> with the more the more that technology emerges, the more problems we're gonna have, but the more jobs are gonna arise, hopefully. And I hope because people aren't responsible in how they use things, at least we'll be responsible in how we put our money out into purchasing certain things. So like <laughs> they already bought the shit out of deep nudes on the goddamn app store. Well, so- these so why people, not? Man. So why not? Like you know, companies invest in like you know anti divisions. Yes. Like you know, let's say if Apple or like AT and T, you know, the cell companies, like they'll put it in a feature or a type of tech to where if a phone call is a robot, like a screech or something will happen, so you can't tell. Like if you're on Facetime and you don't know if it's actually Facetime or if it's like a program, 
the shit should come up red or like you know fizzle or some shit. But ooh. right, like detection software. Yeah, like it just I has mean, to create more great. jobs for these things to happen. Like that's that's my prayer and hope because it's like the more that this shit's gonna happen, the more saucier it's gonna get. But who knows what other tech they're hiding from us that can either combat this shit or is way more advanced than this shit already that we gotta prepare ourselves for. So. It's a crazy, crazy, it's a lot to think about. World. I wish y'all could see Justin's face. He is so unsettled. I am distraught. I mean, I'm in distress. <laughs> Look, at I, I'm thinking about 3D printing too. I never trusted 3D oh, fucking yeah. printing. Neither. That's bugged How you printing out. food? That's bugged Got out. My Yo, face. I'm telling you. I see. I'm watching Agents of Shield right now. <laughs> It's a Marvel series. It's deep. Too much to explain. It's deep. All I know too. is hell no, no. But they fight naked. No, 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 no nudity involved. Okay. Uh, so as far as tech goes, there's an agent that's. Oh, I don't want to give this away. Anybody that watches, I'm gonna spoil it in case you care. Um, there's an agent who was dead, and then he came back somehow. There was like a person that came back from a, per, a parallel universe of reality. They don't know why this nigga back, but he back. And so it was I crazy. I say they 3D printed him. <laughs> well, well, here's the thing. His DNA was the exact same. It just had like some added material to it. They didn't know if it was extraterrestrial or not. So it was weird to me because I thought about to my, I thought to myself how aliens, you know, they always show weird different alien movies, how sometimes they just need a host or some sort of, because there are so many tech things I can't reference here. And I feel like I'm on uh, for all nerds right now. They showed uh, some people just needed hosts. They just needed a little piece of material to replicate, and they could just copy from there. So if it was just human DNA to make more humans, but if it was like, you know, if it was DNA mapping in general to be able to copy actual people. So you move on from being able to copy voices and videos and images to tech maybe one day figuring out how to use uh, 3D printing with uh, live materials of some sort or whatever. I mean, I'm sure to make... we're getting there. I'm sure we already have. Uh, well, no, I'm I... sure the government already has. Right. I'm talking about when it gets released to the To masses. everybody, to where people right. can, like, to people. Because that... that's why this CGI and all this, it's not new. We've no. seen it in movies right. for right. how long? And they showed in Star Wars where her face was superimposed. But imagine when they allow you when to you have an app gardens. that you can download from the app store, yeah, that's, that's where shit starts getting a little bit tricky. The just only thing I think this can benefit is like erectile dysfunction. In what way, Dustin Ross? Superimposition in 3D printing. <laughs> Everybody's got a stiff one. Oh my God. That's the one area. I, I can't even drop the boat for me. I don't even know what that was about. <laughs> oh, and you know what's another thing that was kind of creepy? What's so, thing? you know, with all these Russian bots that are popping up like on Twitter <laughs> Why and they Facebook. Gotta be Russian bots. No, I'm just playing. You know, with they the are. bots, and, and um, they have found that a lot of them are purposely riling up black Twitter and the black community. Have you seen that? Absolutely. You'll see the bots like saying <laughs> things about whether it's politics, Kamala Harris, or. Something about TV or police state. I mean, it don't matter what it is. They like running the gamut of what they could talk about to rile up black Twitter. And what's funny is when it gets clocked. Have you noticed that? Yes. When people are like, now you know we wouldn't have said no guy. Right. So sister girl, we're right. going to fight this or whatever. <laughs> and they'd be like, if you don't get your bot it's ass. so creepy. Yeah. But here's, well, but listen people, to this. This is the part where to fuck me up some more, I am. This is the part that's getting creepier. Oh, Lord. So because obviously AI intelligence is progressing. Growing. What was happening was that the bots were just using uh, stock photos from Google. And that's how 
how they were getting clocked even more because you could literally take their photo, put, put it in, in Google Drop, and see that it pops up from a stock website. Even the catfishes learned about that. Come even on, the catfishes, you know. On, so what they're doing now is that they're creating CGI avatars. Oh no! That are faces that are you've never seen, and it's not real people, but they look parts real. Of other people from right the Google and shit. creating That's so faces. Scary. And so I was watching a. a, a post about that, watching a post oh my god I was watching a clip about that on YouTube as well where there are people that if you literally f- go on these bots pages click it and put it in the drop image nothing will come up about who that person is or nothing and then they re- they were even showing little weird things you could catch like the ear was like a little bit lower or like mm-hmm. something in the eye like, was like a little strange tuned. yeah like something in the face was always off because think about it, they have to create so many with all these bots that they're not going to do all of them perfectly. They don't have the time. But there's always something off with the face. Because the bots lets you don't know. actually know what faces, what our eyes are reading in faces. And that's why it's also a little off, too. Yeah. Because like you all- can always tell. Like There's always something like a small detail. Whether it's just a pixel that they was lazy on because it's like, cool. Right. Like, it's like, they don't the care. Because they don't think people are paying that much attention or like maximizing the avatar. So... When I saw that it's getting to that point where they're even creating these faces, that's bugged out. So imagine when they start creating Facebooks and shit, like creating their own like pictures and families and shit. Well, I'm sure they already have because in a lot of the pictures, it was like, you know, the man will be with his wife or the kids and they're all CGI. And then you have to think about it, too, which I feel like I've mentioned on the show before that now they have these CGI influencers. That it's not real people. There's a... Instagram you can go to right now and her name is Lil Michaela. Mm-hmm. I think she's in the millions of followers. She even has pictures with celebs like Tracy Ellis Ross and like a couple other people chilling with her, having dinner, How lunch. You spell Michaela with the I Q? think it's like M I K A. And it's not a, even a real damn person. L-A, and it's not a real person. It's a CGI created person. It looks like it. It don't look like it's a person. But there have been uh, model cam- modeling campaigns where brands, high fashion houses have found or rather have created CGI models to create the perfect look for what they want if they can't find the model. This is so stupid. And, it's and so, those it have been clocked as someone. well. Models that like people have been like, oh my God, who's this model? She's fucking amazing looking. I've never seen her before. I try to find her and this person does not exist because it's a CGI composite. Like the Claremont Twins. <laughs> <laughs> Did you find Michaela? No, spell it for me one more time. <laughs> See, Why I tried to drive the boat. <laughs> But when I saw JC Ellis Ross with her, I was like, oh my God, creepers. I got stuck with this other little Michaela, and she's like, uh, it said musician, change seeker, and robot with the drip. And so I was like, maybe this is her, but it wasn't. Because she's a musician, Club 404 fucked me up. So I was like, oh, ATL. So Wait, robot with the drip? Yeah, so I was like, maybe this isn't her. I'm it like, sounded like that Momo shit that was popping up on YouTube videos. Oh my God, don't, don't even get me started with what? the Momo stuff. What is Momo? You ever heard of Momo? Mm-mm. Remember it was a, a a weird character that was popping up in YouTube videos on like kids YouTube and stuff, scaring the shit out oh, of kids yeah, and all yeah, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was scary. It got my little my little godson. Oh, here's little Michaela. It looked like the girl from Love After Lockup that's married to Clint. Oh my god. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That is her. I didn't realize that was the I don't wanna see her. <laughs> this, this voice. I don't even want to see so... her. I don't even want my eyes to look at her. <laughs> 
Isn't that creepy? Fran, I can't it's very creepy. Let me see what celeb has been chilling with her this week. Probably oh, by the Kim. way, if you guys want to... <laughs> if that was Lil' Kim, I would die. Um, It's Lil' Michaela. L-I-L-M-I. I'm offended by the Lil. <laughs> I'm offended by that. Is no, she black? She got me for the culture. Apparently she's mixed. I don't know. Um, <laughs> L-I-L-M-I-Q-U-E-L-A. See, I was fucking with her because I saw that it was right back. It was Club 404, so I was like, oh, ATL. Mm -hmm. But now I'm fucking with it a little bit harder, too. I'm so sorry. Because, you know, 404 be like the error, error code. So, you know, oh, 404, bombs. not Club, so, not yeah, found. I didn't even put I, that. See, she's right damn. here with um, Kate Trinata. Oh, no, that's not Kate Trinata. <laughs> that's Toro His music Iwan. CGI anyway. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> it wasn't Kate Trinata. It was Toro Iwan. <laughs> Same thing. <laughs> And it's so yeah, she tweeted when she was on a billboard talking about if you're in NYC, go check out my big old robot head when she was on the billboard. So who is behind this account? That's what the world would like to know. So we don't know. No, it's just a CGI influencer. And she has one point, how many? 1.3 million followers. And she gets campaigns the same way we do. Excuse me, put some respect on her robot name. 1.6. Oh, I'm sorry. 1.6 million followers. Million followers. She be dressing. Damn. She gets campaigns just like we do. I'm not. I feel like that is such a waste of my time. <laughs> like, literally, I am wasting my time. I'm do looking at this for absolutely nothing. And her captions be like, like, she literally is, like, writing captions as if she's struggling in her robot life, like, trying to be a real person and being torn. And I'm like, who is writing this? Like, you're creepy. The, the motherfuckers that made artificial intelligence <laughs> with Haley Joe Osmond and Jude Law, I'm trying to tell you. That little robot boy was looking for his home. Oh, my God. And then when he got there and found out that he was a fucking robot, it was like, well, damn, what the fuck am I supposed to do now? Like, they told him he was a piece of DNA and he was one of this boy that used to exist and he was mad. He was made to... I guess, cure the pain of the one that was there and leave then he fake shit in the fake world. But my thing is, the thing about AI mm -hmm. is that they do learn really quickly. Yes. And they're obviously there are levels, or rather, there are layers that they won't be able to learn. You know, like empathy and emotions. At least I don't Which think. Which is why, like the movies <laughs> all go, we're going to end up dying. But, but dead that's my the fear, though. Kill there like will be nothing left unless there's some sort of regulation put in place that 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 limits what people can legally do. Right. You know what I mean? What people can legally compromise with this shit. There's got to be something put in place that can then beget some sort of system to measure it against. Otherwise, we're fucked. If you can make a fake me and make it sound like me and make it look like me and make it do the things that I do, what the fuck are, like, it's just dangerous. And one of the things I saw, too, is they were saying that this one scientist was saying he had an AI that he literally just put him, um, was, in, was uh, I can't speak today. He had him learn software that was based on Twitter and Facebook and like social media platforms. Oh, so the AI was learning how to speak, how to think, how to feel based on conversations from the internet. And he was saying how like in the beginning it was really fascinating because how quickly he was picking everything up from like, our black Twitter speaks to what was happening in the culture. The and man was, or the robot? The robot. And so it was like you could have full-out conversations and this See. robot can tell you everything that was going on. But he said over time, what started getting creepy was that the robot got really dark. You know, and then started talking about, like, 
killing and death and like all of a sudden it was just like whoa that's what he get they actually had to uh discontinue or deconstruct the robot because of how dark and heavy it got and i was like wow it's too late says a lot about what it's absorbing from humans obviously i guess it's saying that humans tend to be pretty dark but it was scary to think, like, what about when you get to a point where you can't just turn the robot off? That's why I said it's too late, because when that robot is learning all that information, the Internet is is information sending back and forth. And so I always think about, like, when you letting these programs do whatever, connect to whatever, like anytime the Wi-Fi is cut on, it's already then hit the satellites in the world pretty much. So a robot maybe can only exist in that one moment. But if your ass is about to decommission that bitch and... It knows because it done learned. It's like up human behavior. This nigga sweating. He about to shut my shit off. Uploading and that's what I'm saying. What happens tick, when tick, it tick, one by. ups you? When it is so intelligent that it knows what you're going to do right. before you do it. It's like y'all taught me about liars. You lying, motherfucker. Or y'all taught me about lying. And now I'm lying I to you. I hope it eats all the... I hope, I hope all the people who make the robots get ate up by the robots. <laughs> And we all gonna pay for it, you know. And y'all see those videos they be dropping with the robots, the robots being taught, not oh. even the robots that are being taught how to like jump over gates. Oh, yeah, yes, yes, yeah. yes. I'm yes. like, why are, you are crazy? we doing this? <laughs> robots that can kill. Did you see the robot this week? They showed he was bowling. Was no, like, why hell no. are you teaching? So that thing can turn around yeah, and throw that ball hard as hell. I was like, what if it would have gone in the other like, direction? <laughs> like, <laughs> god nah, damn, I'm man. So Mm-hmm. And I saw that I don't know if it's, I'm pretty sure it's Amazon Apparently opened its first Warehouse that's completely Robot controlled By Where is it? Where is it? I forget what country I'll look oh, it up country. Ooh, I mean country? not country What state Excuse me what? I feel like it was somewhere Look, I got scared That it was in a different country Like oh shit It's gonna murder all them people But you imagine a robot warehouse No I don't want to And then it's I Amazon too it. So it's like it's only going to spread. You know, all the damn Alexa home products and shit like that. So, you know, of course, they naturally have to do that. I so don't even use Siri. Listen, I don't either, funny enough. If you ever go to someone's house and see Alexa, or uh, uh, what is it? The, what's the thing? Alexa. I don't fuck with Alexa. No, yeah, it is Alexa. I, I always be like, can you, Um, I know this is real silly, but can you put that in the closet or something? And I know it can still hear me from there, but it'll just make me feel better not to see it. <laughs> like, for real. Because even unplugging it, I don't know if that's actually going to work. I'm trying to find it. But anyways, okay, so that was it. Sorry to be creepy, but I feel like this is information that we need to be aware of. Yes. We need to be aware that it's happening, of the software that's available, of the apps that are being purchased. And so now that you, it's not so much like fake news, fake news, articles that are being circulated, but now it's like images, clips, audio, all of that. You have to be, you have to pay critical attention to these things now. So when you walk into that job and they interview you and they ask you if you did some bad shit and you say no and then they call you and say they found some videos, now's your time to shine and be like, (laughs) please, that was not me. Y'all don't know about them deep, what's it called? Deep, deep fakes. fakes. Y'all yeah. know about them deep fakes out there? Yeah, I was part of this crew in college, and they decided they wanted to, you know, get us all discredited, so they made these videos, put our faces on them. Okay. That's going to be the crazy part, the people that are going to manipulate that shit. Give them the story, girl. To their advantage. But that's it. Just wanted to put that into your awareness. Sorry that that's even a thing, right? I'm, I'm, I just can't. This is where technology, as cool as it is, it kind of makes me wonder, being this advanced, is it actually helpful? Right. 
You don't you know need I mean? data for do everything. We really need robots that can do everything. Right. No. <laughs> and like part of it in my mind is like, I know there's people probably like these are testing things. Like people sometimes make this one thing and then they see how far they can go, what else they can make, and it'll be proprietary to figuring out other things to make. But some of that shit that'd be out there, like I'd be like when you said the bowling ball thing, like I guess it might be a tester for building. Cause you know, people were in the movies that I see, so now this is how my train of thought is. You know, these bigger weapons companies always buy up these little pro- uh, products and weaponize them or use them for something else. So I'm like, but why would you actually need a robot to bowl for you, though? So to, and you, you got to watch the video when you get a chance. It was scary. Mm, Dustin, mm. you saw it with the bowling ball. The way it threw the bowling ball, I'm like, if a One if it mistake. had thrown it in the opposite direction where the Somebody film crew died, was, friend. you would die in an instant. It was throwing it so hard. And you know how bad that would hurt getting hit oh with a bowling ball that well, you much force. Know, Cause you'd be dead. The only time I was feeling it was when it was a little robot dog in the Janet Jackson video. I used to want one of those. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? That cute thing was And cute. I saw a robot, I think it was in a hotel in Japan where in, when you call room service, it's mm-hmm. not a person that brings it. It's this robot that comes to your door and it opens up the chest part and your food comes out it. hot and your tea or whatever you order and then it goes away. I mean, that's convenient. I mean, that's cool. I'm but it's... straight. <laughs> I'd rather tip the person who comes and drops it off. Yeah. And they're working on robot cops, too. I no, did see oh, hell that. No. Where it's robots hell that, no. that walk around your neighborhood, so it's not cops. I gotta be scared of the white man <laughs> and the machine. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yo, Dustin's face is <laughs> Can you imagine seeing a goddamn robot walking around your neighborhood at random? <laughs> Say you woke, get up to get some to pee in the middle of the night or something. You know what I'm saying? You have sleep. You know what that walk is like. <laughs> and you look out your window <laughs> and see what was the maid on the Jetsons. You uh, see that that vacuum cleaner looking bitch standing outside your bedroom window. It's like we living in fucking American Horror Story. This is this shit got to stop. I just wonder if it would be armed. Hell yeah, and leg too. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> but it absolutely it would have to if it's a if it's if it is is intended to perform a duty in that capacity, right? right? Like police duty, protection, shit like that. How can you trust? It's just not good. It's just not this a good thing. This is what I'm wondering. Is progress helpful at this point? Technological progress. Like, do we need all this shit? If people put them in the right places, outside of that, cut this out. Like, I wish there I would be... I think it works for, like, illnesses. Right. You know, when they do those nano things that they can put in your right. body that, like, attack disease, things like that. Yes, all the technology, but I don't know that we need a RoboCop. It we don't need a tech, not even a tech authority, but they're a tech like redirection service or someone that pops up and is like, oh my God, this was such a great idea. Like everyone's loving it. You should do more of this or something like a, an agency dedicated to checking out all sorts of electronics and, and tech. Like and, tech ethics. Yes. T- tech. Okay, I can put them together. But yes, that. <laughs> a tech ethics. But I'm still scared of that because you see in the movies they always show the rules of human law and then someone broke them or the robot broke them. Payola. Remember iRobot? Shout out to Will Smith. <laughs> but yeah. Ooh. Can you <sighs> shoot a robot? Yeah, you can. But right? depending on what... I mean, what's that going to do? Okay, yeah. depending on what high-grade material they decide to make that exactly. shit off. Exactly. Oh my and th- God. And now the robot's, robot's going to say you're the threat and take your damn life. <laughs> it's like, nigga, you, the robot, you're supposed to take the bullet. Like, not just kill me. Shit. That is fucking yeah. crazy. Out of hand, right? <laughs> Dustin's face has been killing me. I hope the time. robots don't play this episode back and just come looking for us. <laughs> like, like, so I'm we about heard to change you talk. My damn name. Heard you was looking for me. Right. The robot, <laughs> bitch, here I go. <laughs> <laughs>
There's so much fun stuff to do during the summer, like live music in the park, long, <laughs> long walks, all the street fairs. You know how New York gets down. Instead of wasting time cooking indoors, you need the option to just eat and go. That's what you love about Daily Harvest. Daily Harvest delivers thoughtfully sourced, chef-crafted food that is built on fruit and vegetables and can be prepared in less than five minutes with more than 65 different options, like ready-to-blend smoothies, refreshing chilled soups, and savory harvest bowls. Each Daily Harvest cup takes one step to prepare with room for customization. Add your favorite milk to a smoothie or heat a harvest bowl and top it with avocado or a fried egg. Mm. Everything that does sound good. Everything stays <laughs> fresh in your freezer until you're ready to eat. Daily Harvest single serving cups are the ultimate grab and go meal or snack for any time of the day. We have talked about hold these on. smoothies. Just be hold on, mm-hmm. because imagine <laughs> not being a person of presentation, but then you just slice the avocado just right or <laughs> throw that fried egg right on top of your harvest bowl and be like, you know what? I could look like that episode of Black Mirror and take a picture of today's breakfast, <laughs> today's harvest bowl. Front and with the harvest bowl. <sighs> Go to dailyharvest.com and enter promo code FRIENDZONE to get three cups free in your first box. That's promo code FRIENDZONE for three free Daily Harvest cups at dailyharvest.com. Once again, that's dailyharvest.com. Happy evening. <laughs> so let's bring in the wind chimes. <laughs> so what i love seeing is that first of all when i posted the video on instagram with me and jade walking through pride it kills me how many people talk about how thick i am i'm like i guess i should know that because i don't i don't post a lot of full body pictures so Mm -hmm. when they see it i guess they get surprised but it is kind of funny so a lot of people are hitting me asking me your number Aside from that, they were asking me about um, inner thigh chafing when you wear, like, skirts and thighs. Like, somebody was like, do you ever get chafing when you wear shorts and stuff outside? I was like, I don't really wear shorts. Like, if you notice, I'm always in, like, oversized Mm -hmm. ass clothes. Um, But I know that there are times where I've worn certain things where because I am thicker now, my inner thighs, it's like a new world for me. I'm like, oh, yeah, there is chafing. That's Mm -hmm. something to think about. So I wanted to put people on who didn't know, because like I said, they were asking me about this project, this product, I can't speak today, called Mega Babe. And it protects against chafing. It's like this non-toxic anti-friction stick. It looks like deodorant. Um, It's a bomb-like formula. I'm reading this straight off the site. uh, That creates a barrier that sits on top of the skin, and it allows thighs that rub to glide smoothly against each other yes. so you don't have any of that painful. Have you? I don't know. Do you guys even get chafing? Do I you do. guys deal with that? I do. You do? I, I, mm-hmm. I do don't little. get chafing, but I understand how it can happen. It just, it's just, it's a terrible feeling. Bow, bow, yeah, bow. you you know, you have mm-hmm. your thighs out. Um, So it's, it just smooths the skin so that they don't rub together. You don't get that freaking fire feeling of your skin. It feels like it's burning off. Um, what I love about this is that it has aloe, mm-hmm. which soothes the skin with anti-inflammatory and cooling properties. It has pomegranate seed extract, and it says mm. that it protects the skin's outer layer, promoting cell regeneration and rapid healing. Seems like them seeds would make it hurt. <laughs> I'm actually picturing actual pomegranate seeds. It has grapeseed oil, which supplies skin-firming flavonoids to help 
build up collagen, ginger root extract, which evens the skin tone and improves elasticity. And lastly, has orange oil, which it says provides quick and effective relief from inflammation. Yes. So I love, I love it because it's not just a product that helps, but it's also a project that heals. I yes. can't speak today. Thighs. Me either, girl. I can't talk either, I'm but like we doing good. I'm tired. I keep calling this a project. Thick thighs save lives and mega babes <laughs> do too. What I love it is that it's never been tested on animals, so it's cruelty-free. I love that. It recently won an award from Cosmopolitan Mag for Best Inside Shave Stick. And it's affordable. You can actually get it at megababebeauty.com. That's M-E-G-A-B-A-B-E-B-E-A-U-T-Y, megababebeauty.com. I love that it has healthy ingredients. And it's about, let's see, like I said, it looks like a deodorant stick. And oh, I wish I thought I had the price here. I think it's like fourteen dollars. So, but it a little goes a long way. Amen. From thick thighs to slick thighs, <laughs> get you some. I'm with get it. Get you some. I think it's important. You know, a lot yeah, of us out here, we out here thick and showing it. So, wow. I don't sometimes think you when you feel think bad. you need something to make it a little smoother. <laughs> When it contacts. You are silly. <laughs> and I don't want people to feel like they can't wear shorts or their favorite skirts or dresses or whatever yes. they want to put on just because their skin rubs. Go ahead and get you some Mega Babe. Get your clear that right up. So that's a summer tip for the Thicky Thicks. And that's it for this week's wellness segment. Asante, what you got, Mr. Music Man? Okay, before we start, when we said pomegranate seeds... Well, pomegranates and thought about the pomegranate seeds. Are you supposed to eat the pomegranate seeds? Of course. Like, not just the meat around them, like the actual seeds. You're supposed to eat those? The meat around them is terrible. That, like, cream part? Have you ever tried to chew that? <laughs> it don't taste right good. I mean, so you just be biting the seeds? Yeah. I don't like that. But you haven't tried it. I had pomegranate seeds? Yeah. You know what I had them They're in? They're so good. You know what I had them in? In one of them uh, things from Pret, and it had the little pomegranate seeds in it. And I was like, oh, what things? Okay. Like a it was like one of them little pe- bowls, the, pudding? the little no, not the chia seed pudding. Oh. But you know they be having um them like Alicia the... bowls or what they call it. <laughs> Did you say Moesha bowls? Alicia, <laughs> what they call it's like A C A I. So what they call it? Acai bowls? Yeah. No, no, you know they be selling them Moesha bowls. The Alicia bowls. No, them little berry pots, and it'd be like a little few berries in there, and some granola. Or and some you didn't shit like the, the pomegranates. I kept, you know, chewing a little meaty part and then, like, the seed was hard. And I was like, oh, it's a seed. Okay, cool. I'm going to spit this out like watermelon. <gasps> I legit love pomegranate <laughs> so much. Like, mm-hmm. y'all don't even understand this. I would say it's in my top three. I need to get three. a fresh prom- pomegranate. Yeah, when you cut it open. It oh, looks funny to me. I, it's beautiful. That look, it was always funny looking. Like, oof, I mean, I can, I can see how it would trigger someone with tryptophobia, like people that can't see little circles. Yeah. Thank God I don't have that. I have, I have, like that. I have it, but it, for some reason, pomegranates don't trigger it. Mm. Look it at my doesn't. arm now. You see how I'm oh, getting goosebumps? No, I have it. Feel, yeah. I'm the same way. Ooh. Ooh. And I, <laughs> you know what? Them fucking bots did that. They, I, I knew they wasn't oh, no good when they Lord. put that shit on Facebook and then the media take out their ass where it'd be like the skin rash. Oh. That shit, and you see them little BBs in the oh. <laughs> look at my arms. I am not. Oh playing. my god! Look at your arms. Damn, I have it for real. He's going through it. This All is right. a rough episode for me tonight. <laughs> I'm for that's a, this should be called the hard epi- hard times for Dustin <laughs> this week. That's what this is, man. Yeah, Whoa. your poor arms. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Woo>. <laughs> 
anyway, now let's actually move on to the Music Man segment. Yeah, something lighter for us. <clears throat> something way lighter. Um, Well, actually, we could get back a little bit to Essence Festival just really quickly because so many things happened. So many people that we talked about and we saw. I just wanted to say Essence was so lit that I did not get to see half of the people that I actually wanted to see when I went there. The concert? Yeah. Oh, Anything. Because, you know, normally, you know, normally when I go, I, I try to hit everything. I try to hit an activation or two. I tried to hit the convention center. So I was at the convention center the whole day. Didn't see a lot of the shows I wanted to see. But I most certainly wanted to see uh, say that I wanted to shout out Lele. I saw her at the convention center on Friday. The rapper? She was, yes. Mm -hmm. Oh! She was on a stage. That she had so two cute, cute little back, backup dancers. It was so amazing and adorable to watch her rip the stage. Oh, my God. She ain't no fucking robot either. Not <laughs> at all. She at, ain't no little Michaela. Mm -mm. At all. She was up there killing it, rapping. And, you know, she had her own sets and her songs. And then she, you know, uh, did her, like, freestyle over Tatiana. And it was so cute. And it's no. funny to watch really all of the adults so getting crunk and throwing their hands up for her. But then when she like came down the stairs and she was like uh, throwing her hands up to her fans, watching the adults stand up for her was amazing for me to watch. So I had to make sure I shouted out Lele since I got to see her. I also got to see uh, conversations happening in the essence, uh, like the power lounge, they called it. Um, Don Richard was on stage along with. Uh, uh, no, no, she was at the no at the the convention center. Um, it was the Power Lounge where they were having conversations. Um, it was Don Rashard and Mario, and they were talking about oh, artistry. Wow. And, oh, cool! Yeah, yeah, a lot of really cool things were happening in the convention center. I it thought that like was, it was cooler this year. You know what it is? It's hard to keep up with everything that's happening because there'll be performances all the time on different stages. There'll be uh, but DJs. Last year, no shade. I feel like in the convention center there weren't like interviews that were like interesting like that. <laughs> At least I don't. I remember. couldn't really. It depends because it's such a long day schedule. Mm -hmm. So it really kind of depends on when you are at the convention center. Right. Um, because this year I went at different times. One day I went a little earlier than I went the day previously. On Sunday I went earlier than I went on Saturday. And I saw tons you of those talks. Yeah. I mean, when I last year, remember Lorenz Tate, I think, was mm -hmm. there? Like, that made me uh -huh. happy. <laughs> I remember when you were seeing them. I, mm. like, got weak in the knees, Heard man. Heard your friend was looking for me. <laughs> Here she go. Got weak in the knees and ended up the same height as him. <laughs> okay. It's so cute. <laughs> there wasn't, um, Power did have another stage. I think they were talking on, um... First of all, the stages, I feel like they're always huge. Oh, my God. But the stages were way, like, way bigger than they were. Because I think they did a better job of separating, like, what was for what. Mm. So there was, like, the huge stage for uh, Walmart. There was, um like, a really big mixy dance floor for Coca-Cola. Um, oh, cool. You know, more on that quit briefly. Yeah, please. Shout out to the Coca-Cola stage and a huge shout out to Kenny Burns. Yes. I follow Kenny Burns. I think he's really great at what he does. Definitely. And I, I love what he does. And I want to do what he does. Mm -hmm. So shout out to Coca-Cola. <laughs> I want to work with you guys. I want to do what Kenny was doing with him. Yes. I want to get up on that stage with him next year. Same. So he had that party so lit. I was just standing there watching like, this is amazing. I remember. Yeah. So yeah. Yep. I don't remember. Year. It was a lot of stages doing stuff like that too. They had like DJ sets, people emceeing. And I was looking at one of the stages and they were emceeing. They were doing dance contests, dance competitions and stuff like that. And I was like, I would love to be up on here doing if I were a rapper with a lot of other people. And there was even a Ford activation stage. And I was like, okay, they have all the stuff over here. And it was just crazy because you got to see a lot of the same vendors um, have bigger stages because there was a whole nother set that I did not even go back to for BeautyCon. Like, there was a whole oh, Essence, Lord, like, yeah. beauty expo. Yeah. So there was, like, a whole thing. You had to line up to get into that on its own. And 
I thought it was just so amazing, everything that they did at the convention center. But then I didn't, like I said, I didn't get to catch everything. So I didn't get to catch any of the activations happening outside of the convention center. Um, shout out to Black Girls Ride. They were actually um, showing people how to, they were like testing people out or driving them around in like, um, the, you know, those spider cars, um, slingshots rather. Um, Cute. All sorts of stuff like that. And that was just at the convention center. Did y'all go to the Spotify house? No, I ain't make it. Oh. They had PJ Morton, I know. Raphael Sadiq, JoJo, I I Mario. Mm-hmm. Uh, who else did I see in the videos? Um, Yamla. I did see. Listen, I'm glad I caught Saucy. Too. I'm glad I caught Dawn <laughs> in the convention center because I'm salty as hell. I missed her at the Superdome. She oh. was in the she was in one of the super lounges. Damn. Yep, she was in. I missed her in the super lounge. I missed um. Fuck, there were like 10 people. I was like, oh, damn, I got to try to figure out how I'm going to run around. But it was like, no, you're not running around. Estelle was there for one of the fests. And she had, actually, shout out to Estelle, who showed so much love the entire weekend. Yeah, shout out to Estelle. Every time I bumped into her, she was just like, you know, we was just OGs having conversations. Oh, it was just fun I love as fuck. Estelle. Shout out to her artist. She has a couple of girls that were with her, her new artist, Nick and Navi. Two super, super, super dope young ladies that I can't wait to really get into and talk about. So. Yes, Essence Festival was lit. I just had to make sure I said a little bit more, even though my voice is almost damn gone because I had so much fucking fun there. A testament. A testament. So, yeah, um, as far as the Music Man segment goes, 4th of July just passed. What did you do? For 4th of July? Yeah. What day was that? Thursday. <laughs> it was Thursday. I don't celebrate 4th of July. And it doesn't even have to be, like, do you do anything, not even 4th of July for, but just, like, Okay, well, we, okay, so yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm like, so this look, is not my so thing. Now I'm I don't to, recognize it as and, a holiday or yeah. as a thing. I never no, and, have. and fair. Yeah. I, I just love the celebrations that happen around there. So, like, when, so luckily, because I got to uh, New Orleans on that Thursday, um, uh, shout out to a friend of Alex uh, Dez. They were having a barbecue and they were just having a good old time, a pool party. Yeah. And they were playing music and it was just fun to be at a place where they were having like good cookout food and stuff like that. And that was something that I've missed because right. in New York, It'd be sidewalk grilling and, you know. Yeah, my block had it popping. Right out Crystal, there on the sidewalk. First of all, Crystal had me so weak because the dudes on her block, she kept telling me, get your cousin's friend. They were doing fireworks that were so damn loud and so big mm-hmm. and ridiculous. I'm like, this shit's illegal as fuck. In but the they streets. were like on the block doing it right in front of her door. You literally think it's a shootout. I, like, what like, the fuck? The fact that they were fireworks coming through, like into my window, mm-hmm. I was like, do you know how dangerous that is? And you that high up. And I am that high up. <laughs> like I live high up and it was going past my window. But I'm talking about it was on my window as if I lived on the bridge. Yeah. That shit is wild. Boom. Shout out boom. to Harlem. I missed. <laughs> All night, too. And even <laughs> until the next day. I wasn't here for the uh, 4th of July this year, even though I have rooftop access now, which I'm kind of like, damn. But I remember when I was uptown and on 135th. Well, I shouldn't say where. Oh, <laughs> uh, uptown on 134th, around there. They were doing mad fireworks. And you know... Oh, Uptown gets it in. So I asked about 4th of July and freedom just because it made me think about celebrations and family functions, mostly the barbecue, but that's not that, it's not a food segment. Um, so I was thinking about songs that you like to listen to with your family or that make you think of family. Because when I was out, and I guess it's because it was the weekend too of Essence Festival and it was a black ass city. Um, and well, now that I remember everything that was happening at Essence. Um, 
they played a, a Roger and Zap song, like this old song. I remember it. I don't even know the name of it, but I was like, damn. And it made me think of my mom. And so I want to know, are there, old, are there any like old celebration songs that you can think of that make you think of your family or really cool, fun functions and like memories like that? Like I want to do some stuff like that. Some Probably st- Last Resort by Papa Roach. <laughs> We like to really get Why down at family function. Suffocation. <laughs> 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 What? <laughs> I'm crying. But why did Maya start singing it automatically? <laughs> Immediately. <laughs> Immediately. <laughs> what is this family song? <laughs> this is my last reason. This is my my brain did it automatically. Now say right. the suffocation part. <laughs> suffocation. <laughs> <laughs> For me, it's always um Hector Lavoe. Mm-hmm. He's just like sets it off whenever I hear his music it just takes me back to being little and living on I lived in um the Douglas projects on 100th street and Broadway I think it's on Broadway is it Broadway or no Amsterdam 100th street in Amsterdam mm-hmm. I think Amsterdam Avenue I lived there until I was like seven. Oh, okay 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 you okay. know the ones yeah. like the huge ones that are around I've been in them projects <laughs> don't are you serious oh yeah, my serious. god that is so fucking funny shout out to E <laughs> <laughs> so yeah shout out to the Douglas Project and I walked right through the middle too okay at night are Every you time. serious hell yeah those are like those have to be the biggest projects in fucking Manhattan. They they take up that whole block mm-hmm. and they're like a hundred fucking floors. And when you got to get to the C train over there, you <laughs> almost gotta walk through that one part. You know what I'm talking I about? I can't friend. believe y'all know that. Ooh. That's so funny. <laughs> I lived on the second floor facing the oh, street, wow. so mm-hmm. anytime I pass there, I look in my window and I see little kids there, and I'm always like, "Damn, that's oh, like my man. childhood." It's just so weird, but it's cool. But when I think of Hector Lavoe, it takes me back to just the childhood because my cousins lived on the fifth floor. And so we literally, it was like a dorm for us. We would just be going up and down the stairs. And then my cousins, it was so many of them. It was like hella people in the house. And then in my house with my grandma, because I lived with my grandma and my grandpa, and then it was like 10 adults in there. You Mm -hmm. know, mad kids, mad adults. And so between those two households, it was just, non-stop action all the time and so that's kind of what that takes me back to I love Hector Level. Mm-hmm. he just yes. makes me super nostalgic what type of functions did they used to play at well we would have a lot of street cookouts yeah yeah and the projects they have like a um, you know how in that building they have that back part it was like a playground mm-hmm. in the back and even the <laughs> playground across the street that has a pool like we just mm-hmm. would do cookouts there a lot and that was really fun oh my yes. god you just took me back that's cool. That was the old time. Oof, yes. old, old times. I was like, that was seven and under. The, ooh. Yeah, the, I was seven. The real old town road. Yeah, 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 right? <laughs> <laughs> That's so cute, yeah. Yeah, what about you, Dustin? I answered. Yeah, he did. It was yours. <laughs> and Luther Vandross, if I'm being honest, like any Luther Vandross songs, my mother loved Luther Vandross to this day. Um, he's oh. To me, he's the greatest male R&B singer of all time. Yeah. Um, yes, dope. Luther Vandross got the best male voice of all time to me. But um, I remember when he passed away, my cousin's going to say my mama and my aunts was going to the funeral <laughs> because they love Luther. Oh, my God. Did they? 
Girl, no. <laughs> that was the joke. <laughs> they going to the funeral. And then when Eddie LaVert, that oh my God, oh, they man. really went through it because they oh, love Eddie no. LaVert. They love the OJs. But yeah, so the OJs, um, Luther Vandross, all the classic soul singers, the Temptations, the Four Tops, the Dells, um, all oh, of that shit. Like man. that makes me think about being at home and my parents and my mama cooking and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Oh man. Yes. See, my stepdad was from South Carolina. Mm-hmm. So he put me onto a lot of Motown. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He was just like an old Southern man. <laughs> he had us eating pig's feet, listening to Motown. <laughs> mm-hmm. He'd be smoking his cigars, mm-hmm. sitting in his rocking chair. <laughs> so I got exposed to both worlds, which is pretty awesome. But you know who's another one? La India. La India. La India, which DJ Khaled had like a sample of hers. In one On of the new album, yeah, right? Yeah. Which was kind of... <laughs> yeah, was, it was a weird sample. I, I didn't, like it. It didn't feel like it fit the song. <laughs> you like that? My neighbors be playing. I knew the original. <laughs> and, ooh, there's a whole story I could tell related to that song. Go, go ahead, I'm not. please. Somebody, I was hanging out with one of my friends that's Dominican. Hey, hey, hey. And one of my cousins. That album was playing. And someone that got to that part. <laughs> Memories. <laughs> it was like, whoa, who sampled? Like, this is like, and I'm like, right now? <laughs> Can tell me later, motherfucker. Like, Forget it. No, I'm just. <laughs> but I love the yeah. uh-huh. She's another one that takes me back. <laughs> I'm like, now, Nick, like, of all time. Anywho, that's Ooh. your answer. There uh, you go. I have a very terrible answer. My mother, she loved the radio. <laughs> and I think maybe that's why I loved the radio so much growing up. Like, it has such an appreciation for Atlanta radio, which is why it was such a moment to me when Young Bloods and Lil John M came out because they played nothing but them on the radio for the longest. And that was after I already grew up on these social stuff mixtapes. So I thought you were going to say your young bloods makes you think of your mom. I was like, hey. <laughs> okay, so, so. I was like, that's so G, dude. I was so low key. <laughs> low key, yes, it does. Oh, shit. So when they performed, I thought about my mom. That's because so cool, man. I, no, so here's, you're going to laugh. Y'all know my mom. Y'all know mm-hmm. how, she, how sweet she is. But when she that, truly is. When that motherfucking song would come on, and my mom would be like, because I'm for sure with it. Don't make me pop that trunk to the left. And she would always say, <laughs> for any occasion, like, don't make me pop that trunk to the left. Okay. Like, like if she had to do anything or be about some business. She that was about is to pop that so cute. So I almost cried at the concert. Sure. <laughs> so yes. You know my but mom I, doesn't like music. Really? She's one. Have you ever met someone that doesn't like music? Yeah. It's yeah. rare, but there are mm-hmm. a few people that just feel no connection. Mm-hmm. She don't like it being played in the house. It's just not her thing. She used to get so irritated when I'd be blasting my music. <laughs> <laughs> but she's funny because she's like, I know music means a lot to you, so like, do, do your, your thing. thing. Yeah. But she was always like, what the fuck, bro? <laughs> she hates music. And the fact that you can sing is like, <laughs> it's so. And then her partner now he plays the guitar. Oh my god! Oh uh, damn! And she's just like, I fucking. Hate she can't it. get a break. <laughs> <laughs> you can't get a break, Mama Fran. I'm so sorry. And I had a whole combo because she told me she told him like she don't want to hear it. And I was like, you. You can't do that to a, <laughs> someone who plays the guitar. Like, you, you don't want to hear it. Like, that's no, so no, that. she, can't, she can if he knows what's good for her. Okay. <laughs> I don't want to hear that damn guitar no more. 
That's it. All right. Okay. Yeah, my mom is jokes. Shout out to Mama Friend. Shout I can't out to cuss the cack and the joke about your mom. Now I feel bad inside. No, she loves it. She I'm loves sorry, you Mama guys. Friend. <laughs> but yeah, I just want to do a little bit of nostalgia. Yeah, that ultra, was cute. Something fun. I'm here for it. Because they used to play that Young Boy song all the time. And I could think of every time we was at like a cookout or something. And then you're... I love that that makes me think of your mom. You know what? So many random songs. Like Twister makes me think of my mom. Because there was (laughs) there are a few songs that she goes up for. Jamie Foxx makes me uh, think of my mom. Cute. Like him singing. Because I've always loved him from TV. And then when he put out music, she was into the music. And I wasn't really into it. And then I got into it later. And then activists, you know, kept going. So, yeah, that was it. That's it. Yeah. Uh, so now let's move on into the listens lately where you guys can tell me what you have been listening to lately. What have we been listening to lately? <clears throat> yeah, friend. What I really hate to? this. I can't get over how they've changed the interface so it doesn't show what I've listened to. And it's like just it when like I, ruins it. Just when I get to learn one thing, everything changes. And I'm like, damn, I'm fucked. <sighs> I ain't take no ginkgo biloba before Deep I did changes. this update. <laughs> <Deep> <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> and, and you know what? I'm Let, like, why would they do let's that? Let's talk about that for a second. Deep changes. I know that we had already passed this and we ain't supposed to be doing this right here, but here it goes. I, used, I hate whenever you update a program, you can't put on an older version if you prefer like the interface or something. Like, what do you what, mean? Like, okay, let's say... Can't go backwards in life, brother. You, so you know how, like, when you would put programs on your computer, you used to be able to use old-ass shit without actually updating the shit. Now, you know, on MacBook, you can't really use shit until you even start to update. When you get an app oh, on your phone... the iOS you you, systems? Yeah, so you can't use shit until you've updated it. Whereas before, it was like, well, I don't... Like, you know, before, people were like, oh, well, you don't You could choose the not new, to. Maybe I don't Yo, download the new and update. you know this new one, what is it called? They always have, like... A, a cat or some these, shit. Yeah, these oh, well, deep-ass names. Osiris or whatever yeah, it's called. Yeah, because it used to be uh, Lion and uh, Panther. Whatever or, the recent one is, I updated by accident. Like, I just clicked that it wasn't paying attention. And... My computer, my desktop is so fucked up. Oh, damn. I'm like, how did I update my shit and you made it worse? Like, damn. how is that possible? What's the point? What's happening, y'all? I wish there was the a way, that, like you said, that you could go back to the old Right? One. They used need to, to allow that. You used to be able to just leave the shit and be like, do you want to update? Like, nah, nah girl, never. not today. Never. <laughs> and never. Oh, I missed the never button. They been took that from me. Anyway, what you been listening to, friend? So, last week's episode... I was, um, apparently when I played the record Jealous, mm-hmm. it didn't come out. Ty was saying that he couldn't hear it. And I was like, what? what you so mean? he had to cut that part. So I'm going to play it again this week. Hopefully it works. I don't know if something had happened with the audio. Um, but I have been listening to, of course, Afrobeat. This hey. artist named Fireboy DML. And he has a song called Jealous that I've had on repeat for weeks now. I played it on my IG stories, but I'll play yes. it here for y'all. Yeah. <sighs> 
So that's hey. Jealous by Fireboy DML. Ain't that a bomb? What a vibe move. Don't it yeah, make it you feel move. like summer? It's like a scene in a movie, like two people, and like you just see the tension building, and then uh, you see the story. Like, yes. Ooh. And you know what's crazy? You know what's funny about certain songs where like you listen to the lyrics and it's not the most positive yeah. shit, mm-hmm. but something about the feel, there's like a dissonance. Yep. It's kind of weird. Yeah. Because he's literally talking about being jealous and addicted, and he's telling the girl, I don't want you with nobody else, which is not the best. And we think message. it's all sexy. And we're over like, here like, I'm <laughs> feeling jealous. They're having a moment. It's like, no. They're really Deep not. Deep lyrics. Look, meanwhile, he like, she better not be having a moment. You know. God damn it. So, it's ooh. like a terrible message, but it's funny songs that feel that way. Remember, yeah. we always joke, XD, I'm, I always think of oh, him, God. that song with a Malaru. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what he was saying. <laughs> it's his favorite dance record. <laughs> and I was like, XD, yeah. <laughs> have you ever listened to the lyrics? And he was like, no. I'm like, she's talking about female mutilation. And he was like, what the fuck? <laughs> and you know what? I can't even judge him, though. <laughs> he felt so Because the first time I heard Kelly Rowland's Dirty Laundry, I felt so bad for the way I was, like, rolling. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> Like, because it just seems like such a, like... That's a bugged out thing, though. You, know you just jam it, and then you're like, like wait, this is a this terrible is not... fucking song. Okay, so that was Jealous. <laughs> Hopefully it works this time. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> now, have y'all heard Boasty with Idris Elba? Yeah, yes. Boasty. Why does nobody what? like that song? What is it because it's Idris? Yes. Really? <laughs> That's why? Do you feel like it takes away from it? I like the video. Yes. <laughs> Why? It's because a... it's Idris Elba, and we don't want no goddamn music from Idris Elba. I don't care how good he raps. But on he it killed or his verse, though. He's a great actor. <laughs> he studied rappers. In, in his defense, I mean, no. In his defense, he he did music before he had been doing it, and, and he, he got famous for acting. Right, he did. <laughs> And he's a, a good DJ. In a laughing matter, there was a song of his that he had out. And all I remember from the video, I can't even remember the damn song, which, you know, I don't think it was a bad song, but this goes to his point. All I remember from the video was a woman with a fade and a nigga brushing her hair and they were both going yes at the same time. <laughs> That's all I remember. That well, was... I really like the Boasty record. That's yes, good. I like yeah, the record. It's, cool. it's catchy. I, I like... thought you said That's good. I like the record. Yeah. <laughs> I like the record too, but he ain't my favorite part. But he ain't my I'm favorite part. Stephon Don is I what do, I'm always Stephon Don is the shit. First <laughs> the of shit. All. I really want her to be bigger. I'm like, what? She's, she's where doing is great. she in this female rap thing? She's doing great so far. You is know, she? They okay, still, good. They still love her over in the islands. She hasn't. She don't have no beef with none of the artists. She got so much presence. She too. randomly. Like this is not her fault, and I don't blame her. She, but she randomly was on that uh, Mariah Carey remix, and it's only random to me because oh, yeah. she wasn't supposed to be there, <laughs> right? Because I was like, "What?" Because it was but, supposed to be Cardi, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and Cardi and um, Lil Kim. Yeah, there right. you go, Cardi and Kim. They yep. gassed it. Mm-hmm. Which was it, Mariah that gassed it, or was it the internet that gassed it? I don't it, it, know. Right? Look, who knows? It, it could, but it I know deep people. Mariah, deep Mariah can do deep what she want to do. Deep yeah. fakes, but I understand that people were disappointed, and then yeah. Stefan had deep this features. Shit. <laughs> but Stefan out right now. You know she has that song with Sean Paul out too, and and Sean Paul is on this. Yep. So I'm gonna play it for those of you who don't know what we're talking about. It's Boasty with Wiley, Stefan, Don, Sean Paul, it's just Elba. Don't play his part. <laughs> Every man. 
That's a dope record. Yeah. It's like record. fun. It came on in the Uber when we were driving up from Pride and mm-hmm. I went you off in the it. back. Crystal was like, okay, you really like this song. <laughs> <laughs> Me and the Uber driver was going crazy. And then I was like, okay, bro, keep driving. Um, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you can listen to it Relax later. on the right. wheel there. But, you ain't a robot. <laughs> but it was just such a good record. And then last one, last one, Make. Uh, featuring Moonchild. And I've mentioned Moon DJ Maporisa on the show before. Um, so it's DJ Maporisa, Shimza, Moonchild, Sonelli, and Black Boy. So here, I That's love me. this record. <laughs> That's a dope ass <laughs> yeah, name, Black Boy. Boy. And it's called Make. I am really thinking about going to South Africa for New Year's Eve. <laughs> Especially when you hearing records like this. I want the moment. I want yeah. the moment. Yeah, like I gotta experience it live. I'm gonna see if Moonchild's gonna be there and DJ Maporisa. But Make is spelled M-A-K-H-E, Make. And it's a bomb ass record. Yeah, I love it. And honestly, I want you to look up Moonchild on Spotify. All her shit is dope. She has a really dope look too. If you Google her, Moonchild. she wears like this big um baby blue. Fro mm-hmm. and just her style, her swag. She's just cool. She's super quirky. Um, DJ Mapodix has really dope too, all his stuff. So if Moonchild is anything Moon like Moonshine, <laughs> I'm gonna love her. I'm loving this. You see, look at her. Ain't she mm-hmm. dope? That's cool. I would love to see her alive too. So yeah. So those are just some dope upbeat records. Living for the look, living for the look. They just feel like summer, especially uh, you know we're having our social summer. So that's it for me. You should have led with this. I'm. You see her? Is she dope? Oh, I want to see her live so badly. This is so fucking fly. When you get a chance, YouTube her performances so you can see her energy. Done. Just to see her. Just because I kept looking at their hair. With that look, you know she's a vibe. Let me see how his hair look. Mm -hmm. And it looked like this in every photo. So to see this shit live. Man. We got to really try to be an Afropunk. I'm thinking about it. And then they have another one too called like Afro Fest or something. Okay. There's a couple of them happening. Like, I we might fuck around and let my hair grow so I have one. Oh, <laughs> okay. Let's go. Can we please be there? Start at stuff now then, huh? That's it for mine. All right. Uh, really quickly for me, uh, 24 years ago last week, the Brown Sugar album by D'Angelo came out. Oh, wow. my God. I feel older and older every time you mention this. I hate, I feel so bad because <laughs> wow. these are so, such um, important albums. Um, in the the, like the the library of music that I love, mm-hmm. you know, I'm sure you feel the same way. But 24 years ago, D'Angelo made that debut. What a what a what a great way to introduce yourself to the music what? scene. It's very rare. D'Angelo is one of the lucky few who has a classic first album, right? And obviously, wants to follow. But his introduction to the scene it was unforgettable. So, just wanted to remind you guys of that. And as far as my listens lately. Um, I've really been stuck on this Freddie Gibbs and Mad Lib album, Bandana. So good. I can't help it. And right now, my favorite song on there is Paul Malive featuring Pusha T. 
um, and Killer Mike, and here's a snippet. In 1998, I sold the Glock 19 chopper. 2018, I'm finna reclaim my fucking time and cop the roadie flooded. Maxine Waters, fuck your poison, keep the vaccines off us. We got a reality star in the goddamn office, quite like the Reagan days. Yeah, just a little brief, you know, one time for hip hop. It's my all the beats, um, all the production. All the soul samples, all the verses, everybody really showed up and showed out on this this uh, album. So I'm hooked. You Shout know, Madlib said he produced those beats on his iPad. Wow, <laughs> he on his Manny Fresh. Like, shit. come on, <laughs> ain't that bugged yeah, out? Dope. And I love it because the, the beats have that sort of raw production sound. You can kind of tell, but it fits the aesthetic, so it's dope. I'm and hooked. I love Freddie Gibbs. Amen. Well, that's it for the Music Man segment. Away offers high-quality luggage at a much lower price by cutting out the middleman and selling directly to you. Choose from nine colors and four sizes. The carry-on, the bigger carry-on, both of which are compliant with all major U.S. airlines, the medium, or the large. (laughs) Okay. All suitcases are made with premium German polycarbonate, which is lightweight and unrivaled in strength and impact resistance. And the 360-degree spinner wheels guarantee a smooth ride. Best of all, both sizes of the carry-on are able to charge anything that's powered by a USB cord. And thanks to their lifetime warranty, if anything breaks, Away will replace it or fix it. Try it for 100 days, and if at any point you decide it's not for you, return it for a full refund. No questions asked. (laughs) Can I just tell y'all, y'all know I travel a lot. So my away luggage has been with me everywhere, actually. I always think of you when I think of away luggage. Because it's so convenient and it's just my go-to travel luggage because I know it's the correct size and it has that compartment for my battery. And I always take that compartment out. So when you're at the airline and like, all right, make sure you take it. It's already out. You right, know, that's already... so annoying. <laughs> but, and that's the thing because it's like you already know what time it is. So they tell you to do it. It's like, I've had this forever. I already you're know like, what time it is. I literally travel with this every week. <laughs> every week. because it's And it lasts for such a long time too because it lasts at least two or three charges because my cell phone, woo, I've been Their battery charged. goes away. Okay. And depending <laughs> on what airline you fly, <laughs> depending on what airline you flying to, you might not be able to get like a USB charge or anything like that. So you, you don't have to be able to get a charge. Okay. Some places they charge for a rapid charge and some seats don't even have a plug. I'm telling you, what is wrong, man? What is wrong? Anyway, get you an away luggage. And if you want $20 off of a suitcase, you can visit awaytravel.com slash friendzone20 and use promo code friendzone20 during checkout. That's awaytravel.com slash friendzone20 and use promo code friendzone20 for $20 off a suitcase. <laughs> Get one. <laughs> now we can move on over to TV land. Dustin Ross, what have you been watching this week? We're going to wrap it up um, really quickly. I want to open up. I know, I just feel like let's get the bad stuff out the way. <laughs> so let's talk about basketball wives really quickly. Not and specifically, Og. Or I guess she wants us to call her OG, but I, her name is Og to me. Who's OG? <clears throat> she is a footballer. Uh who she plays football and she is a part of this show. She dates some guy that plays overseas or something like that. Her name is OG. Og. So um, she has... Is it OG or... It's OG. Oh, yeah, and it's spelled like... OG. Her name is O-G-O-M, but but she makes everybody oh. call her OG. I like to call her Og. <laughs> so Og has decided to insert herself right in the middle of some family business that's going on between some people on the show. And... Um, her, her, her 
just disruptive, obtuse nature in general is nothing new. We were introduced to Og last season uh, when she came on the show, and she took advantage of every moment to try to insult some of the people who really are OGs and who have been on this franchise since the beginning, like Malaysia and like Evelyn. Um, and these girls literally are paying her no attention. They're not giving any energy to her. Well, the new girls are, but the OGs are really giving Og uh, just a laugh. They laugh in her face. Evelyn's back? Evelyn's back, oh, baby. Shit. And in full effect. <clears throat> but they literally, though. yeah, and it was a great interview, by <laughs> the way. And cracking, she looked beautiful. Uh, but she, they have, they have literally laughed in Og's face when she's attempted to start arguments with them. Um, and she did something really nasty this week. So I just want to give just a little bit of the corner of the TV land segment to Og because attention is what she wants. And I think that's why she's acting out and doing all these things on the show. So since attention is what she wants, that's what she's going to get, starting with the critical time having to deal with ponytail that was in the front of her wig this week that she actually was leaning while Jackie Christie, of all people, was doing a butt casing on her, <laughs> a butt cast with some, like, mustard plaster. Um, and they they put it on her butt. She was laying there saying nasty things about this other girl named Kristen that's on the show. And just her whole nature in general, she's there to start trouble. See, when you come around my way to start trouble, that's what you're going to get. Now, I'm going to give her an easy time this week. I'm not into breaking people down no more. I'm trying to change my ways. But you <laughs> listen here, Og. That's right. You listen here, Og. Okay? I'm going to be a cog in a minute because I got something for you. You keep up these shenanigans. You keep this shit up. And if you have that goddamn ponytail next week, we're going to have a chat. That's all I want you to know. I'm going to keep it highbrow, unlike hers. And keep it moving. Oh, my God. So enough of basketball-wise, because I feel like I'm above that now. Let's move on to <laughs> the Real Housewives of Potomac. Really quickly, I just want to touch on the disagreement that Candace had with Ashley about all sorts of things. Candace is another person that's decided to be quite obtuse this season. She's just inserting herself into these situations to cause drama. And I get it's her second season on the show. I get she has other things going on, but we just don't need the drama. Because with the drama comes the conforma and i'm ready to talk shit now i've been trying to be nice okay and her mother her mother okay hit her in the face with a purse this week what oh yes and her mother pays part of her and her husband's bills and so she literally does it says what she wants when she runs up is she like a psychiatrist too or yeah so it's like and she hit her in the face you heard it what with a purse in public at somebody's wedding in front of people they saw this happen Wow. And so then she came on the show this week and they went to therapy together, but that's all they did was show up because she was so <laughs> unwilling to participate in the session once they got there. It was just the whole effort was futile. So I don't care. I'm about to start talking about your mama, Candace. That's the point of this section of the show. This week is a precursor. So fair warning. Okay. It's hot outside. I'm tired of sweating on my way up to the studio. I'm already in a mold by the time I get here. So I really want to be mean, but I'm trying to be nice. So by next week, if I don't see some sort of turnaround, okay, and I'm talking a Bonnie Tyler-esque turnaround, if I don't see one from Candace, and unfortunately I, I have to keep my eyes on Og another week on Basketball Wives to see the turnaround. But if I don't see a turnaround next week, the old Dustin is back. I'm just letting y'all know right now I'm <laughs> look, going in next week. Look, so if you don't see a turnaround, then you're going to turn around? I'm going to turn around. It's, <laughs> it's going down next week. So I just want to give the audience a fair warning because it's something that I haven't seen in a while. Try to be nice. Uh, <laughs> you know, like, like just period. Um, and the second thing that I want to talk about, as you know, I was traveling this week, so no euphoria recap this 
this week. I have oh. to catch up on it. Yeah. Because uh, I really want to give it what it so deserves. Good. Right. Oh, so then we get double next Or we week. get double. Yeah. Like, you know, we're Americans. We want more, more, more. <laughs> so ready. load it up. Don't you love that song? I do, every time. Okay, so, um, but really quickly, Queen Sugar. Um, Ooh, yeah, oh wow. and I'm no whispers up. this week. I just want to talk about how, no <laughs> right, how the writers have taken this show. <laughs> we ain't doing that this week. They want to hear Ralph Angel talk about I ain't talking about it this week. Going to Harlem, Charlie, Nova. Charlie, the son of a bitch Charlie. you like. like. Anyway, Charlie. so... <laughs> The writers have taken the character of Nova and they made us hate her. I know. No. I cannot believe. No. I'm not caught up by any means, but, but damn. Mean, I'm sorry, because we finished. No, 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 go ahead, go ahead. Please, I mean, please. I'm not going to catch it. Flames on the side of my face hatred. No. And I can't believe that she did this. And it's like she sits there heartily every week and expects her family and us, the viewers, to like give her a pass for completely airing out every part of their lives, past and present. To everybody that read it, she didn't think about, she she did. I love the way that Queen Sugar does this thing where they tie in these, um, these parts of the Black experience that are culturally cemented into our upbringing. You don't go against the family. That's the one thing that you just never do. Law. You don't take family business outside the house. There's certain secrets that you just keep on the strength that it's dealing with family or family is involved. It's just the way we move. So she did something that is literally unforgivable in our communities. And to see it play out, it was a perfect domino to knock over because it's going to continue having a ripple effect for for how no who knows how long. As you can see, it's already starting to affect Charlie's Charlie's business practices <laughs> and the things that are going on between her and the Landry family. Um, it's impacting Blue's experience at school. It's impacting oh, Darla um, and the way people are, you know, focusing on her past. Again, you know, it just really put a lot of people who are around her in her circle back into these really dark places that they had all kind of evolved from. Yeah. And so now they have to have the personal struggle of managing all those emotions again and the resurgence of them and really doing some sort of self-care that they probably don't even know how to do. We're talking about Queen Sugar, okay? They have to do that as well as manage the breakdown between their relationship with Nova. So it's like they're working on themselves and their family is broken to pieces, shattered by Nova's book. And can I be honest? Yes. I understand mm -hmm. what Nova, I understand her intention mm -hmm. because there is a part of me and I feel like we, we kind of did an episode about that mm -hmm. where it was like, when things happen to you, do you have the right to share yeah. when, even when it crosses into the lines of someone else's life story? Remember we had that episode. Absolutely. And she's what inspired the conversation, funny enough. That's mm -hmm. where I got that thought from. And look at this in And then it turned into it, like, this. Yeah. And I think I understand the intention. A lot of the times I struggle with that, where it's like there are things that have happened to me that I wish I could talk about freely and openly. Things that have happened in my family to people I know. And it's like because I do understand that someone might be going through it and hearing that I have not only gone through it, but got 
through it. And beyond it. Beyond yeah. it and where I am now. It just, it can be a, a lighthouse for people. And so I understand the intention, but I also think it's really unfair for you to just like release a book and not tell anybody that their life story is in it. And name names. In a small town where everyone, everyone knows, knows who it is. Oh my God. It's not like I'm releasing it and nobody knows who the fuck my parents are, which would probably be the case for me. But this is a small town. It's just bad all the way around. And yeah, I can't believe it. It's a violation. It's absolutely a violation. And I don't know, to me, like they had already done so many, they had already, what we loved about this show from Queen Sugar from the start, and it makes perfect sense that that's the one thing that the writers wanted to dismantle. But what we loved the most about the show was the relationship between the borderline siblings. We love the loyalty that they had against all odds. Charlie was a bonus baby. You know what I mean? All those things. And they still, as different as the three of them are, Ralph Angel, Nova, and Charlie, they had that tie that, that, that kept them together, which was the fact that they were siblings. And their father showed all three of them love. Right. In different ways, but that he made sure that they were together. Mm-hmm. And so to see that now interrupted and in such a just harsh and, and just blatant way that challenges the one number one cardinal rule. Man. Did you see how Envi reacted? Ugh. Envi, the one person who has been the safe space for everybody in the show. And now she has PTSD. You saw that scene where she thought she heard his voice? Yes. And it was just like yes. out, and she was like yes. trembling. The way she fell out when she seen the motherfucker. <sighs> and also, shout out to David Allen Greer because yeah, he did that. he's such a talented actor. He's a he's so funny. David Allen Greer is he has the range. I mean, he really deserves so much more recognition than he gets because he's like classically trained. He is he's beyond talented. He's almost like a genius. Mm-hmm. And so he is really playing the hell out of this role. And I love Queen Sugar. And so bring on the whispering and the beautiful <laughs> scenes and all of that. I am really, really excited about this season. And you know what's fascinating? Mm-hmm. You peep how Nova is getting like bigger and bigger and more recognition in the tour and New York Times. Your and it's wildest like, dreams as an author are coming true. Why you losing at the expense of your family? Brilliant, Woo! brilliant work from the writer's Fuck. room at Queen Sugar. Brilliant work. So, shout out to you guys. That's it for TV Land this that was week. good. Are you going to watch or do you watch um, Robin Givens' show? I have not watched it. What's I have that? not watched it. Ambitions is like a new soap opera that's coming out. It's a Will Packer drama that came Where? out. It's on OWN. Mm-hmm. Is it, it didn't come out, it out yet. yet. I think it's been out for... Like it came out either last month or it's coming out this month, but oh, it's like come out soon. I'll check it We're about out. three episodes in. Oh yeah, it's okay. on. It's okay. on. Now. I'll check it out. It's like in Atlanta, so popular. So mm, I love Robin Gibbons, so I oh, watch yeah, it. I mean, it's Robin Gibbons, right? Yeah. She's iconic. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, I'll check it out. All right, now we're going into this is a story. Oh, what week are we in? Mm, I ain't write the number this week. <laughs> it's like so twenty nine or something. I something like know. that. All right, you guys, here we go. This week we're going to hear from Mia. I'm not sure exactly what woke me up out of my sleep in that moment. Waking up in the hospital is one thing, but waking up in the hospital to your newly estranged husband, unintentional lover, and your goddamn mother literally arguing while glancing to your right and seeing an IV drip attached to your arm and really realizing that you are the patient It's quite shocking to say the least. I don't believe they noticed me opening my eyes because they never broke stride in their vicious argument with one another. 
Between the beeps from the monitors that filled the room, I heard things come out of my husband's mouth that quickly let me know he was the most upset person in the room. He was also standing next to the bed by my side while the others, my mom and Tony, stood at the foot. My mother never liked my husband, Ron. From the moment we met, she would tell me how weak and feeble he seemed to her. She would constantly challenge his manhood, his decision-making. It was almost relentless. That is, until Sade was born. My beautiful baby girl changed my entire relationship with my mother. My mom even tolerated Ron after that. Tolerated, meaning that the insults became slightly less frequent and a little less profane. The baby had been the glue for the entire family surrounding me, and now she would become the only binding tie that we had left. I tried to move my arms. I tried to open my eyes again, but I couldn't, and it scared me. The one thing I could do was hear. First, it was my mom. This is all your fault, Ron. I'm surprised your pants are able to stay up even this long. I hate you, Francine, he responded. To which she said, you can't even do that right. Hearing all this, the one thing I was only able to do was sigh. And I sighed a heavy, deep sigh that they must have heard because I felt them all grip the bed in a panic. Again, I tried to move, but I couldn't. She was sighing because of you, Francine. She could probably smell that stinking ass perfume, Ron said. At least I smell like myself and not any other woman. You dirty bastard, my mom responded. <laughs> Why won't you just leave? Mia can't stand you. I won't leave because the two of you miscreants can't seem to figure out how even one of you can love and parent Sade appropriately. That's why. And thank God I'm here since there's going to be another hopeless baby born into the both of you. That was when I started shaking. That was when the machine started beeping. And that's when they all started screaming. Me is still pregnant. Okay, so <clears throat> thanks you guys for listening to this is a story. Thank you for listening to the friend zone. We do this every uh, Wednesday for you guys, and it really is our intention to give you something good. So uh, thanks everybody for listening out there, and uh, be good to one another. <laughs> also follow us on Twitter mm-hmm. at friend, the friend zone at, at friend zone pod at friend zone pod. We also have a Facebook, the friend zone podcast. Just because I feel like we never announce these things, we sure we, don't. We Facebook? should start doing that. Probably, yeah. We have a whole Facebook. What and you didn't know? People engage and everything is really cute. <laughs> oh, Facebook. Yes. Yeah. I'm thinking she said the other one. I was Instagram. Like, what? Yeah, I was like. <laughs> are I mean, they, we have it, but we look, just are they populating don't. our Instagram with <laughs> superimposed images? That here we, we go with the bullshit. <laughs> I was about to be like, oh, here hell we go with no. the bullshit. And little Michaela's running our Instagram. Uh uh-uh, uh, beat her ass then. Don't so, forget to go to thefriendzonelive.com. That's right. Oh my yes. god, these are all things that should have been at the top of the episode. That's right. But for the for the the real ones, they stay <laughs> to the end. Right. Don't forget August tenth here in New York City, we're going to be celebrating our fourth year anniversary. At the New School, Tishman Auditorium, 8 p.m. You can get your tickets at thefriendzonelive.com. We got something new for you guys that's really exciting. Can't um, wait to see you. Look yeah. forward you know to you. If you guys are coming, if you're going to be at the New York show, again, the meet and greet tickets are sold out, but there are general admission tickets still left. Uh, be annoying and tag Pinky on Instagram at ATL. 
and say, we want slutty vegan at friends online. Oh my God, that would be awesome. That would be great. Do that. <laughs> do that. Do that. If she's open, do I want to see. Do it for me. If, right. If she, I want to see if we can get her ass up here because she's talking about she want to come back. Well, bitch, come back. That would okay? be sickening. Yes. They put the truck across the street. Yes. Please do I'm it. telling you, wouldn't that be lit? All put right. the truck on stage. Don't uh, play. Listen Okay. Now. And put it on hydraulics. I want to see it. Food truck <laughs> on three wheel motion. Gangster. <laughs> we could do the show from inside the truck. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> We It'll still so be plant-based. <laughs> See you guys next week. Stay As always, we love you. Magic. Bye. Your business was humming, but now you're falling behind. Your teams are buried in manual work. Tasks are taking forever to complete, and getting one source of truth is like pulling teeth. If this is you then you should know these three numbers, 37,000. That's the number of businesses that have upgraded to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, streamlining accounting, financial management, inventory, HR, and more. 25. NetSuite turns 25 this year. That's 25 years of helping businesses do more with less, close their books in days, not weeks, and drive down costs. One, because your business is one of a kind. Get a customized solution for all your key performance indicators in one efficient system with one source of truth. Manage risk, get reliable forecasts, and improve margins. With NetSuite, it's everything you need to grow, all in one place. Get your business back to the greatness where it belongs. Learn more at netsuite.com slash podcast 25.